Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know we gotta do it the right way. We gonna intro it like this. Y'all get ready to put y'all up on something, man. Yo, y'all already know. When you see something ill. You know what I mean? That shit is woke. Let's go. Facts. Nigga have a big six at the curb. That's woke. Especially if he got the fully equipped kid on it. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Like, yo, I had this bad bitch in town. She was woke. Whoa. Had me fucked up in the head. I mean, whoa. Whoa. Walked the diamonds and pearls. I mean, whoa. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem. See, my dough is like, Hold out my bankroll on y'all niggas like, Lost the boot shrimp from two tenths like, Saggy wanna peep my blueprints. I'm like, Had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like, Damn, Rob. I'm pretty sure we get sued after more than this, so. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. Let me hit the round of applause for us. It's the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished God. It's your boy, D-Flow. And we here. And listen, all right, we got to preface this episode, preface this episode for our 60% female listenership. Y'all is that may an not number, like or us. Or are you just throwing out numbers? Is that, is that an accurate number? <laughs> that is an accurate number. That's, that's oh, kind of wow. accurate. That's kind of accurate. Y'all may not like us at the end of this episode, but points were made this weekend. Shots and, were taken and casualties <laughs> were dissolved. And we got to talk about it. And we have to talk about <laughs> it. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry ahead of time because normally I don't agree with some of the shit that be out here. But this time, <laughs> I kind of agree with some of the stuff. So Make it last forever. <laughs> Distinguished, do you have an all man moment? That's kind of wow. Actually, I actually have two all man moments. Um, the uh, actually two of the all man moments happened on the bus as I was on my way home to do this podcast episode with you guys. The first all man moment was a guy getting on the bus. He only had a wife beater on, and as he's boarding the bus, he's putting on his shirt. It wasn't so when he's that on warm the bus. Today. It wasn't that warm, right? So while he's that getting on the bus, not that his wife beater looked like he had a fight with pee and bleach. Because it was mixed in one in his Excuse shirt. Excuse me? That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you said pee and bleach? 
<laughs> I don't know if I heard you correctly. I'm <laughs> yes. Okay. PM Bleach. And, and uh Okay. He 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 got on the bus, he didn't pay, and he looked like he was, you know, less fortunate. He gets all the way in the back of the bus. I'm sitting at the first seat when he get on the back. Why does a nigga fall on top of me? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's real unfortunate right there, bro. I hope you were he able to take a shower top. when you got home. Uh, no, I was getting ready for the episode, so I smell like pee and bleach Damn, right now. Bro. Okay, I smell like pee and bleach. Taking a shower, bro. I don't care what. I, I smell like piss and bleach right now. Okay, okay. Everything would have went on. This is the level boy. of dedication took, that I have for y'all for the team. I understand. Level. I understand. You took one for the um, team. He gets the up from the floor. For the team, I don't know. Right, he gets up from the floor. He says, "My bad, bro. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad." I was like, "It's all good." He's like, "Yeah, my bad. My bad." He gets and starts to sit down. Now I'm, I'm trying to listen to the episode that we're going to be discussing momentarily. Momentarily, and and uh, he starts going in with the with like a young boy, and the young boy looked like he was about to snuff him. I don't know what they were talking about because I was really trying to listen to the episode. Yo, why every time you on the bus, niggas is trying to fight each other? I, I, I don't know. That's what I want to know. I, I don't know, bro. I, I had positive energy today. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what transpired. So that's how long that we the, ain't been on the bus. That, that's right. Just yeah, what, that's, that's probably yeah. what it is, bro. We, and the, we're not used to the, the drama on the bus no more. <laughs> exactly. So all of that happened. That was just an all man moment in itself. He was talking loud the whole bus ride until I got off. Second all man moment happened at a at the second stop, on the bus. A girl gets on the bus. She looks the bus driver dead in his face. You gonna let me on this bus because I ain't got a face mask? He said, "No, the fuck, I'm not gonna let you on this bus. You need a face mask. <laughs> you need a face mask." So she looks at him. The bus is stalled now. It's about thirty seconds now. So, Mister, you ain't not gonna let me on a bus without a face mask. You ain't got no face mask. He said, "We ran out of face. We run out of face masks every day." Every day there's somebody that says they need a face mask, which I believe him. I believe that's the norm. Um, she goes, well, I don't know. A lady goes in her bag. Here you go, miss. Here you go. The girl didn't say thank you. Then the man that she was with starts laughing, and he he was murmuring some shit along the lines of, yeah, I wish this nigga would say he wasn't going to move this. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with niggas? Ladies and gentlemen, whether the fuck y'all believe in COVID or not, there's a certain thing called rules, and you got to fucking follow them because there's fucking consequences. Niggas on the bus trying to get somewhere will actually break all the rules and get you thrown off the fucking bus, whether that's physically or calling the cops. Stop fucking around, y'all. That's all the fuck I'm saying. Just just stop. Everybody want to be hard and all this extra shit for what? I don't, the I don't softest generation it. wants to be hard, which is hilarious. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy, bro. So... That was my all man moment, you know, smelling like pee and bleach and a girl who ain't want to put a face mask on. Sounds about right. My yeah. all man moment is, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if in my vaccine they had human growth hormone. I don't know. I don't know what's going Whoa. on, but what? This has been a, a, a ongoing problem, and I think I spoke about this on the podcast before, but it is at an all time mm. high at this moment. Okay, so. As as most of us, we all uh, were home for a year, and right. what we decided to do with our time is what we decided to do with our time. Now, part of what Correct. I decided to do was go to the park, do some pull-ups, do push-ups, run on the treadmill, you know, all those things. Now, typically, right, you know what I mean? 
one of two things happens from that. You get a little little bulky, just a little bit, or you get a little uh-huh. skinny. You know, probably a lot of bit of skinny if you're doing it at an excessive rate. Apparently, I have done it to the rate where literally, and when I say literally, I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not trying to big myself up because this is going to be very expensive. Nothing fits me. Not one piece of clothing that I had bought that that I was wearing before COVID fits me afterwards. I really thought this thing was going to say his dick got big. I was waiting for that. I don't. What? (laughs) Why would I share that with, with two other well, men, sir? Why do you want to know that, son? <laughs> That's the biggest question. So, I literally put on a blazer. I'm, we just got to move past it. You know what I mean? Just right past it. I put on a blazer. My arms don't fit in the blazer. My chest, it won't, it won't close appropriately on my chest. Any blazer that I put on, it's like that. So, apparently, I grew about two inches on my chest. And my arms, I don't know what they've grown. But... Shit don't fit. What no else? What else? What else don't fit, bro? T-shirts. <laughs> Every T-shirt. What about boxes? What about boxes? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I, I do need to upgrade my boxes. Yes, those those two need an upgrade, sir. I don't I don't know why that's you know what I mean. I don't know why that information is necessary. But my pants, yes, my pants too. Every bare yeah. pants. They're squeezing the, the the thighs are squeezing that they're sweating. Well, let's just put it this way because I don't know what direction you're going, but I'm gonna put it like this. <laughs> I was a 32. Okay, I am now, now a 36. Yeah, I, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Nigga, you I went knew to it. a 36. This nigga went to four sizes. <laughs> right, right. I knew it though. I knew it. Like I seen him the other day. I was like, yeah, he, yeah. It's the thighs. The thighs. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Dang, son. I'm yeah. having this conversation gain, with Flo. Did you sir. did did you actually gain weight though? Like, did you actually see that you gain like muscle, like in terms of muscle mass? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can see it. I mean, a lot of the, if you look at some of the video clips, you can see it. Um, but mm. oh, I wow. personally I have seen it clips. in terms of like my. I've seen it in the number. I don't see. You know, it's hard to see it in your body. Like it's hard for me. It's no, hard I mean, to like, see. I mean, like on the scale. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm 182 yeah, pounds now. Oh, oh yeah, shit! Gained good 20 pounds. <laughs> I gained 20 pounds, bro. Damn. I was before COVID. I was like, I was between one six. No, I was like 170. So I, I gained. I thought. I thought I was gaining weight. Damn, I 112. weighed 157. Man. I, I, I gained. Tw- I gained 12 pounds technically, because I was around like 170 before COVID, and then. Um, I was dropping down. I was probably between one sixty eight and one seventy. Okay, twelve midnight. Boy. Okay, twelve midnight. That I see. new wardrobe will cost you a grip. Boy. A grip, boy. <laughs> I'm tight. Yeah, he got, he got, he got a few shorties on standby waiting to be chosen. So they, they, they gonna do it. What you think? You think they gonna buy me the the outfits? They gonna buy you what you need. They're going to buy you what you need. This nigga needs a whole wardrobe, bro. This nigga needs... Ladies, nigga if you're trying to get at the kid it. XAB, buy this nigga what he needs. Buy, I mean, you can buy send me a dad hat needs. if you want to, if you prefer. Pick up, pick up a dad hat. Also support our dad hats and our sweaters as well. Visit dadhatsandbowties.com. Ladies, tell me what type of outfits y'all think I should be rocking Moving Uh-oh. forward, what type what type of fits you see me in? Because I've been wow. having a little bit of of a, a struggle bus figuring out what my new style is to some extent. So if y'all got a style in your head that you think XAB could rock, 
appropriately, just just send the submission. You know what I mean? Hit the dad hats and bow ties oh. page, or or hit. I mean, some of y'all been hitting the DM, so hit the DM. You know what I mean? Whatever works for you. Create an and X. Some of y'all, and or, some of y'all want to hit the bedroom mattress. You know, make sure you send right. the DMs for that as D-Flo, well. Flow, do you have an all man moment? Because I. All right. <laughs> so. Let's <laughs> let, let, let's get into it then. <laughs> nah, I do have an all man moment. Oh, you I do, do have an all man moment. You do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I do have an all man moment. So, um, like I told you, I've been doing renovations at the crib. Yeah, and they still getting on I, your nerves, bro. Boy, so I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, son. So we 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 doing laundry and shit, right? So we doing laundry. So one day I'm I'm getting ready to head to the studio. So yeah. my neighbor calls my phone and he's like, hey, Daryl, you know, you know, can you can we come over real quick? I'm like, for what? He's like, yeah, you know, every time you guys do laundry, you know, we have this weird scent that comes in the house. It gets called soap. So I'm, <laughs> bro, I'm so dead. I'm on the phone and I'm just like, like, you know what? I actually will come over and see. <laughs> I will come over. I said, you know what? Let me finish getting dressed, and I will come over in, in, in like 10 minutes. So, boom, I get dressed. I head over there, get in the crib. She's like, yeah, you know. And at the time, the clothes were drying. So she, the, the, the wife is like, you know, every time you guys do, do the drying, you know, there's a weird scent. And I'm like, I'm looking at her, and I'm just like, I don't smell nothing, shawty. And then when I get to the furthest, like literally the room that mirrors my laundry room, you smell how it smells when clothes are being dried. If you, you know when you go to the laundromat, there's a particular when yeah, there's a particular smell. It's like fabric that softener, damp it's smell. Like a yeah, heat, yeah, it's like you. Yeah, there's nothing I could do about that. No, there's nothing so, nobody could do about that actually. So I'm looking Unless at you her got and central I'm just air. Like, even that, bro, you, what the fuck can I do about the Steam <laughs> player? What do you want me? I'm looking at her like, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't know. And it's funny because it's like a faint scent. It's not like I'm going like, oh, my God, yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, smells yeah. wild. Like, 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 like you yo. smell it, but it's not fucking with your breathing. And, bro, for her to smell that, she literally has to go literally in the back of her house near the window to, to, and to sit get, by to that get a shit whiff of that. Right, to, to get, get a whiff of that. that. So I'm looking at her and I'm just like, listen, like, there's nothing I could do about this. Like, I'm not going to stop doing laundry because y'all smell, you know, the clothes being dried. I'm like, I have the next door neighbors, they they cook and I can smell what they're cooking in the kitchen. I ain't about to knock on their front door and be like, y'all making some chow mein today? Yeah, can y'all like, stop? I'm fucking Can y'all dead. stop? Because this fish or whatever y'all making is making me nauseous. No. And it's like, smelling too good and you need to fix me a plate. Like. I'm just like, yo, like, what y'all want me to do? There's nothing I could do. It's like, I'm sorry, but she, so she looks at me in my face. Well, can you move your laundry room to the basement? Bitch, do you want me to move my fist to your fucking throat? Are you I, stupid? I, was, I looked at her and I said, you got five grand? <laughs> like, yeah. the yeah. fuck is we talking about right now? Y- y'all want to pay for it? Sure, I'll put it downstairs if y'all trying to pay for you it. Do know, you do that, know that question is, you do know that question is crazy audacity. That's crazy audacity, bro. bro. It's crazy, bro. Audacity isn't even the word, bro. It's just As fucking wild. straight blatant. It's like, How come does your on, neighbor tell you, please move your laundry room? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. 
I looked at him like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I just spent time doing this shit. Like, I'm not doing none of that. Like, I'm good. I was like, y'all gonna have to deal with it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm like, there's nothing I could do about it. It's laundry. You know how I'm not doing laundry every day of the week. Right, right. You feel me? So, long story short, they, she felt some type of way because I said no. And I was just like, I'm not going to do anything. So she's just like, well, you know, something has to happen. I'm just like, what? Kudos. Figure it out. Yeah. Oh, that's on you. Like, well, I'm not the one with yeah. the issue. You have the issue. And it's you not like I'm done. doing something that's out of the normal. I'm doing laundry. This is a, a necessity. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, yo, it's always some bullshit. I think, I think low key, bro, they smell the enhancement. And they're upset because uh, either they don't that or see, yeah, they either that or see, she, she just really want to fuck you, bro. Now I mean, that's just what a boy's down she's, to. Uh, she's she's a old, really older woman. That's what I'm saying. Like and she really needs some really young dick. Yeah. She's good. So okay. I, after that, <laughs> son, she before I walk out the house, they look at me and they say, "Yo, so when are you going to clean the backyard? Because during construction, <laughs> we've been throwing the shit in the backyard." So I look at her and I'm just like, Nigga, so I'm when you clean cleaning your backyard. I'm like, I'm gonna clean the backyard when I fucking feel like it. Cause now I'm getting tight. I'm just like, I'm not gonna do it right now. Like, I have to do the basement after this. So I'm it makes no sense for me to call the dump truck to come clear out the backyard if I'm still doing more construction in another week or two. Right. That logically doesn't make sense. That's a waste of money. Oh well, you know. Um, it's 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 really disturbing. And then the other morning, she crosses my fence over my fence, walks through my yard, and goes to the next neighbor. I'm like, all right, it's time for me to, it's time for me to seal this bitch up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, son. I get up in the morning. I'm in the kitchen making some eggs, and I look through my yard. I look through to my window, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Did this chick just run through my yard real quick? I was like, all right. It's, uh, it's blatant. This is, this is ridiculous. Enough. It's blatant racism. That's how I see it. It looks like blatant racism. Like, they don't have respect for y'all as homeowners in space. And no. No. He keeps trying to find ways to make it seem like you're causing an issue in the neighborhood. Like, it's either that or she's just a nosy neighbor that does this to everybody. Mm, it's a mixture. Mm. <laughs> it's a mixture. It's a mixture. There's a little bit of racism there because it's definitely they can't respect the fact that, you know, we're young and obviously we're black because the Asians moved in next to me and they haven't gotten no questions, no harassments, no nothing. Mm. But since the day I've moved in, there's been criticism. Everything, every time I, if I don't make the enhancements, it gets criticism. It gets criticism. If I make the enhancements, it's still fucking criticism. So I'm just like y'all just want to pick y'all just want to pick pick a fucking argument just because y'all can it's just it's just what the reality of what a lot of black people go through in America when they say they want us to progress and they say they want us to do better but when we try to do better they complain every fucking step of the way. Mm. So yeah, that was my all man moment this week. Well, but, you know, keep it pushing, mm. man. Yep. And at some point just turn it around and give them motherfuckers hell. That's it. I'm <laughs> yep. I'm I'm waiting. I'm I'm chilling for now. It's gonna get there. Soon though. as you soon as you touch a mill, bro, 
when they can't tell you nothing, just start blasting music every day. Every right, day, like, bro. You guys are actually too close to my house. I'm thinking about buying you out. Can you move? <laughs> y'all do something wonderful. about living in your space. Like, y'all are annoying. <laughs> y'all gotta go. Like, I'll tell you, man. But it is what it is. Let's get these things out of the way before we really get into it. We have a lot to discuss. Uh, this is definitely going to be a lengthy episode. Maybe not. Maybe not. Might be able to get through some of this stuff. I quickly. feel like the last three episodes was that the last episode was what two something. <laughs> yeah, but these I'm, last three episodes been lengthy. <laughs> we actually had an hour long one in in between that. So um, oh okay. Yeah, we had a short episode in between. But um, all right. First and foremost, prayers to the family of Black Rob. Black Rob prayers passed, to that man's family. Uh, age fifty one. I don't know if you brothers wow. have anything to say, anything to say regarding this um, man's career and impact on hip hop. But uh, another I, one. I, I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest Black Rob fan, other than like Whoa Special Delivery Special Delivery Remix. Um, he also had a pro. He also had a project. I think a record called The Godfather. Uh, Diddy was on it. Uh, like that was back in the mixtape days. I don't know. I, I just feel like overall, I am a hip hop enthusiast. Uh, when Netty, when when my girl Netty hit me with the news about uh, Black Rob, she was sending me some videos of when he was talking, and as he, every time he talked, he had to take a breath because he was like, "Yo." I can't. I could barely talk, and it just had me thinking more and more and more about what Master P said. Like, yo, where is the hip hop health insurance company? Or like, wh- like, where is it now? Like now, it's like, all right, where is it? Because all these millions later, royalty checks, deals, like I don't know, but that that shit really got to happen. Like ASAP. Um, Black Rob died over the weekend. We just lost DMX last week. Oh, who's next? <laughs> like who? Like who, who's next? Because the shit is getting crazy. Um, I think that you know this is no disrespect to Diddy. Diddy needs to say something if he hasn't said something already. Because there's too many artists that have been struggling after they left Bad Boy. And Diddy, in my opinion, didn't set them up the right way even after they left. Craig Mack died a few years ago. I don't think Diddy set him up the right way. Craig Mack only had like two singles. The one that we all know is Flavor in Your Air, which put him on. Um, and so many other artists that came after him and they all struggled and been have struggling because they haven't been fully been able to get back on. So... P, Diddy, Sean, Love, Combs, if we talk about reparations, yo, take care of your former artists in a way that when they're leaving you, they're set up in a way that they don't, we don't got to see fucking, uh, uh, who was it? I think it was DJ Self put up a GoFundMe for Black Rob? We, we putting up GoFundMes for rappers that made millions? For real? Is that what this has come to in hip hop? Is this really hip hop since 1973? For real? You got rappers dying that's older than hip hop. That's older than hip hop. Because they ain't got no money. Because they ain't got no good health situation set up in place. Or because they didn't have the right people around them when they was doing this hip hop thing. So Black Rob is just a casualty of 
the bad things, the bad practices that all of us have contributed to, even the listeners that have been set in place for this culture called hip-hop. The hip-hop, not the genre, the culture that we all have succumbed to. All right, to that, man. One year older than DMX. God damn, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said, to be honest. Uh, not much else to add to that, but there definitely needs to be some form of something that needs to happen for these artists that were heralded by the music industry when there was a golden age of their sound and music, but they can't live a life without being yeah. poor or almost desolate once the limelight is off of them. And that should never be the case. Like, that shouldn't be the case for anybody who retires and ends mm-hmm. up needing a retirement fund or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. when you're done working, whether it's in entertainment or anything else, there needs to be a way for us to make sure that you can maintain some form of uh, a livelihood, like some form of, of living and and quality of life. Because, like you said, there was a GoFundMe to find this man a house, find this man somewhere Yo. to live. At 51 Yo. years old, someone who was on MTV, plastered all over our TV. Was at, a big rapper at the time, kid, like... Yeah, you know what I mean? Big record. <laughs> and how do you go from having a huge record, having million-dollar videos, to needing a GoFundMe to find a place to live? That that shouldn't happen. I don't care how much he squandered his money. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, right. you know, there is a personal responsibility there. I don't know what happened in between, but to to know... Billionaires and millionaires should mean that you should never, in in some instance, I mean, again, I don't know everybody's relationship, so I can't say that maybe he did something to build, to burn bridges and people weren't reaching out. But in the same breath, if you're around nothing but millionaires and billionaires, in my opinion, it really should be hard for them to see you down and out and not reach out. Like, Yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw Fabulous post like an old photo and like, no disrespect to Fab, but I think this is like the second or third time now that I've seen people actually coming at Fabulous. I think the first, first time I seen it is when uh, Bobby Schroeder came home and niggas was like, Fab, why you ain't sending a jet for the nigga? You got niggas like Quavo that came out after Fab making sure that Bobby is good. But then I looked at it like, well, is it Fab's job? I mean, Quavo and them niggas is around the same age. Fab is older than us. So it's like, it's, it's like a, but at the same time, it's like, you were OG, bro. But you and also, like, like also got to right? look at it in terms of, we love Fab, but is Fab really one of those that got it like that? Uh, uh, That's a question. That, I mean, no disrespect that is, to Fab. I'm not, I'm not saying that to I be funny. I don't know if Fab got it like that to spend it and be like, damn, I got to make sure my next deal, I may be going it with somebody else so I can get some extra bread because that person might help me leverage getting more bread, not just Fab by himself. Because, I mean, when was the last time we heard a real good Fab album? Not 
the summer shootouts and all that album. It's been a minute. I mean, I think Fab is Fab is good enough right now in terms of he might have good enough bread to hold him over on, on, on some of his more personal endeavors, but does he have bread to squander like that? Nah. We don't know. I, don't I mean, think- we don't know. Obviously he he ain't he's not in he's not putting out no big records right now where, you know, that money is circulating. But um I think when you think about it, a lot of these artists from the nineties and the early two thousands just had bad record deals. Hundred percent. So yeah, you, this is something know, that you talked like, about extensively yeah, like, in the past. Ex- you know, like their record deals are horrible, bro. They don't own their publishing, they don't own their masters. They were maybe getting a 30-70 split. And, you know, a lot of them got that advance. They never the albums might have flopped, you know, they still might have owed the label money. Rented jewelry. Rented cars. Yeah, rented jewelry, rented cars. You imagine, think about it, bro. An artist like let's just use God God rest his soul. Let's just use Black Rob as an example. Let's just say Didi got him a million dollar deal. But that wove that wove video alone cost a half a mil. Let's not talk about how much it costs to promote that song. We don't even know mm. if you wrote the song. Right. You feel me? Like all these factors playing in. And I'm not making an excuse for Diddy, because at the end of the day, Diddy should and you know have set his artists up because it's it seems to be a pattern yes. with a lot of his artists that from a that lot bad of them, boy roster that haven't been doing well for themselves. Or, or have voiced money issues. Yep. Or has voiced money issues. Like, you know. Yeah. The, so at the end of the day, a lot of bad, I, I, it's not even bad deals. It was just what the industry standard was. It was the standard, standard was. back in the day. So Diddy it was, was doing standard, what he thought yeah. was normal. Was, was normal. So I can't, I'm not, so, I don't, yeah, because there's like a narrative running that Diddy is like a bad person or something like that. I don't know Diddy personally. There have been things that I disagree with Diddy on, 100%. But I can't fault him for following the standard of a, a standard of what was going on back in the day. That's and what it was. I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like just in recent experiences, a lot of these label execs, they're not writing these contracts. The lawyer, lawyer. they hand yeah. it over to the lawyer, and the lawyer writes it, and all they do is just be like, "Oh, the lawyer completely drafts the contract up." All they do is sign off. So a lot of the times, not even the label execs know the contract them damn selves until it's wow. time to go to court. That's scary as fuck. You Shit. feel me? So Diddy might have been doing it, but I do you think Diddy's sitting there writing these contracts word for it? Nah, he hires a lawyer and they write whatever the standard is. And the standard back in that time frame dictates that most artists was only getting 10 to 15 percent mm-hmm. of sales. They didn't even own publishing. They didn't own masters. Mm. So you would have had to like really finesse it, but most of the times they didn't. And you so give a, a you give a duped out. You give a dude out the hood a million dollar advance. He's not looking. He, do- he don't care about no not- publishing or back end. Yeah, he just looking at he got a million dollars up front, but put put out a song like "Whoa" might have ran two three mil. You feel me? Now he owes the label two, three mil. The song, let's yeah, the song might have made back some money, but by the time the song made back the money, recouped, he had to pay back advance all this. He might have not really gotten anything out of that. You feel me? So, and the label takes money from everything, bro. Everything. 
You ain't making no money off no tour. You ain't making no money off nothing until you pay them niggas back. Especially, especially if the label actually owns your artist's name. If you ain't come in with that's that the shit, next thing too. That, they trade, that, that shit. That shit right there is probably bigger than it because that's remember, your name. Back in the day, niggas ain't know that, bro. Niggas ain't know they had to go and trademark or copyright or do nothing. Like nowadays, information is out it's there, the so yeah, yeah, niggas have on, an right. advantage. But back then. You talking some nigga from the hood talking about trademark his name. He just how much? You know, but I, I gotta spend two hundred to trademark. And fuck that. Trademark. Fuck that. Yeah, like the labeling. The, the crazy thing is the labeling ain't even gonna give you an opportunity to do it. They're just gonna be now. We take care of it. They, they don't worry yeah, about nothing. We take care of everything. You just sign. Just sign right here. You just sign. Just sign right here. You get a mill, and that's that's all you're hearing. Oh, if I sign right here, I get a mill right now, and that's that's all you care about. Yeah, if you, you feel me, so you take a young dude out the hood. And you throw a million dollars in his face. No, nine times out of ten, that hood dude is not going to give you any trouble about getting that million dollars. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, wait, hold up. Let me check this out. Oh, you want to wait on this? All right, we go sign the next dude. Like, that's how it was back in the day. We'll sign the next dude. No problem. That is the one thing about now. You can build your equity before you go to the label. I have a million followers what are y'all going to do? Y'all either going to sign me under my terms or you won't. Either way, I'm good that's it. because I'm going direct you, to consumer right now. So That's it. That's the biggest difference in this game right now. And I, and still, a lot of young artists still, if you much, any I, I, most artists right now, I would say, if a label still came to them and be like, yo, we'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, you're going to take it. You're still going to take it. The difference is the standards have changed. So it's a bit more common practice now for artists to be like, nah, I'm doing a 50-50 split on my publishing. Yeah. Nah, right. I, you know, I want them. I don't, the percentages on royalties might vary, but they might do more of a 15 or a 25, 75 until recuperation has been made. And then it goes back to a 50-50 split. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's more standard right now, currently. But back then, these niggas was getting nah, cents and, on the And the reason dollar. why the standard has changed is because independence is starting to reign supreme and so like if i'm again if i'm an independent artist and i'm i'm making 100k off of my music by myself yeah that million look good but i'm making 100k off all by myself i'll get to a million at some point i'm not going to just trade away everything just to make a million just off of a one-shot deal like and then i don't have nothing because I already had a taste of making it and doing it on my own. So that's the big difference as to why the standards started to change. Because they realized, shit, we can't get the hottest artists if we don't offer something that seems a little bit more fair to them. They got that the info now. And and also because the labels aren't doing artist development no more, most of the times when they meet a dope artist, they already got a system that works. Yep. There, you already got people around them that are doing that are playing the roles they need to play so the labels aren't doing as much work so nigga you're going to sign you want to sign me but i write my own songs i got my own producer i record myself what the fuck am i giving you fucking 75 yeah, percent for my nigga what like what am i paying y'all for i ain't paying yeah, y'all like, shit you're not, nah. you're not doing it for me um scotty pippen's son passed away all right yeah that was that was wild yeah his son looked very young. I don't know much about his son, but um, that is a terrible, terrible thing for any parent have to do, to have to do. So, 
said he has severe, said he has severe asthma, right? Yeah, but I don't know if that was cause of death. I don't know. There's not much okay. info about about it, but we gotta pay our respects. Um, Big facts. And we didn't talk about this yet um, on previous episodes, but St. Vincent has been experiencing a lot of different things based off of a volcano that erupted about two weeks ago. 20,000 people misplaced, displaced from their phone. Yo, that shit is insane, bro. I've been following that story kind of closely. That shit. Shout out to all my Vincent people, man, because, you know... It's kind of wild what's happening over there. Mother Nature, son, like that volcano erupted twice within like literally four days. And it wasn't like a minor eruption. It was like a major, like it was serious. Yeah, it's a so, real eruption. Real, like, it's a real, I know yeah, little tiny like, joint. We're talking about what a volcano can do when a volcano, volcanoes. In fact, like, that, 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 not fictitious. Like, that shit was really, like, literally, they had to evacuate the island. So, oh, shit. Oh wow. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Like they didn't they didn't have power and water for a hot minute. I don't I haven't checked on it like within the last like I would say probably two to three days, but Yeah, the volcano's the still time, erupting. Um it's still erupting. Oh, oh wow. Shit. Still erupting. And it's still displacing people. Um it said about twenty thousand people have been displaced by the ongoing volcanic eruptions, including four thousand staying in shelters around St. Vincent. Um so they said no deaths have been reported as of yet, which is a blessing. So, Which is a blessing. Um, the eruption started Friday evening, sending ashes six miles into the air. Now, that is crazy because that blocks out the sun. Like, yeah, it, you can't see shit. You can't see a thing. You um, can't see shit. That's, that's scary, bro. Like, I don't even, I couldn't even wow. imagine. And imagine that's the reality. You know, people look at us Caribbean folk and be like, yo, you know, you guys or whatever, but... A lot of these little islands is volcanoes. Like exactly, Kitts, Vinci, these shits are volcanoes. So, like, if this shit continues to happen, you're looking like an island like Saint Vincent might not be inhabitable for a while. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. Um, yeah. Did they say what the cause? I mean, we know it's Mother Nature, but what 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 the cause was? Well, well, volcanoes don't need a cause. Was, volcanoes don't work on cause. They work on vo- time. Volcanoes. Is- yeah, that them niggas is just like, oh well, today's the when day. Was, <laughs> when was when was when was Shit. the last time a volcano erupted? Do we know in St. Vincent? Uh that I don't I'm not privy to that. I don't know. I'm but gonna look volcanoes that shit out, essentially like big eruptions happen every hundred hundreds of years. So Yeah, it's not common. Yeah, like sometimes it's thousands of years. Yeah. So I mean, and that's how more islands are formed. You know, that's the whole foundation of things these islands were created through volcanoes and so yeah and so you know uh some of them are some of them are are the products of that the melted rock and and ash and everything melted together that makes a new island and sometimes it is uh, from the volcano itself the eruption itself and the volcano is still there so this island was was built around a volcano, and it's hard. I mean, they're they're not something that you can kind of like. Scientists have found ways to know. All right, this volcano is due to erupt, but they haven't got it down to the science of not in every ten years or in a hundred <laughs> years on this day at this time, this volcano is going to erupt. 
they can only tell that like a week or so before like what happened here where it was like yo this volcano is volatile it's about to erupt y'all gotta evacuate so it's very yep, it's yep. very hard to figure out like what's the best way to operate in a situation like that so if just the listeners ever came here and said they never get no history lessons out of this fucking podcast you a motherfucking liar yeah i mean sad news to me but yeah it's very definitely sad, sad. definitely sad news we're keeping everybody in our prayers and thoughts and yeah. uh we're gonna sweeten Ho- this up hopefully. a little bit yeah hopefully we hopefully we you know within the coming days we figure out organizations to tell you guys to donate to that can help out. I know I saw some stuff on uh, Instagram last week, but I don't know those pages off the top of my head. I couldn't even tell you that shit. Well, I do know that um, <clears throat> I, I believe, well, Barbados has definitely been helping out. Um, okay. You know, been taking in people. So I love to see it. I mean, if, if that's the sweet, spot to get that that we're going to get out of it is to see the islands kind of come together i know the islands right. we all joke on each other it's funny because my my mom's family's from saint vincent my my father's family is from Barbados. so you know like in that capacity we all caribbean folk are notorious for joking on each island and saying which island is the best but to see them come together and be like nah playboy y'all need some assistance we here for you especially during covid and I know there's like some weird stuff going on uh, in the beginning where um, like they wouldn't let them, they wouldn't let certain people on boats um, in the beginning and stuff like that. But they finally kind of worked that out. Uh, but yeah. it, it's great to just see everybody come together in a time of need like that. So definitely, definitely keep doing it. Definitely hope that zero deaths continue to be reported. And um, yeah. But we also have some flowers to give today because my baby's birthday was over the weekend and we need to give a real one a happy birthday. So happy birthday, Bernice Burgos. I will what love her. <laughs> I don't care if she's 45. I know she's D-Flo, an older what woman. What the fuck is this nigga I will talking love her about, to the bro. day I die. I'm just letting y'all know from so, jump. Man. Since when did Bernie's Burgos become your baby? What? Bernie's Burgos has always been my baby. What are you talking about? Shoot for the stars, you know? (laughs) This is this is the first I'm ever hearing this news. Bernie, is she still Burgos? Is she still is she still unhappily not married? I don't I don't know if she's not happy or not. All I know is Bernie. She just got a house, so you know. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, she put you know she put down on our house. I'll be moving. What was she known for? What was she known for again? What is her come up story? You know what her come up, come up story is. I don't know why you're doing DJ this. DJ Khaled? No. Bernie's been popping way before that. Bernie's was one of the most sought out video vixens. Now, I don't even know if she was a video vixen. I think she was more of a, like a magazine girl. And Nigga, this your girl. I don't know, nigga. Listen, she, she's one of the most sought out models, video vixens, if we still even using that terminology. And, uh, you know, magazine spread. Models of our generation, and we gotta okay, pay our. Okay, so she was a model. Okay, yeah, she's a model. You know what I mean? So every rapper loved her. Every ba- every rapper has, has shot they shot, Drake included. Right, okay, <laughs> Drake Ti apparently. Uh, you know that shit. That, that Ti almost got divorced for. Her. Yeah, that was a beef. Ti. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that is true. Ti was very close to tiny, losing it all. A tiny. 
had an issue with that. And, and rightfully, I understand. Rightfully so. I understand, and Tiny. Y'all was so. about to risk it all. Yeah. T.I. was about to pull a fucking Carmelo. He was about to risk it all. Yeah, he was about to risk it all. But happy birthday, Bernies. Happy birthday. <sighs> so Happy we, birthday, ex's baby that I didn't know. Yeah, we here. We are at the destination <laughs> where... Ladies, y'all may not like us for the rest of the episode, but that's okay. <laughs> we still love y'all. Okay? We still love they y'all. They might not like they might not like me and you. D Flow, he he just gonna be chiming in here and there. Yeah, D D Flow is good. Me and you might be sabotaging our dating experiences moving forward, but D Flow is I'm okay because, with that. Oh yeah, because I you know People, I, ain't, I ain't dating nobody. People that really love me, they actually religiously listen to the podcast. So I know I'm gonna get killed. And then, yeah, I know, I know I'm going to get killed. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the game. We're going to start off with the game. That's where we're going to start. Yeah, and this nigga I the saw game, that post. Boy. So if the nigga the game, the game post I saw, and I definitely got some opinions yeah, on that. Yeah, we're going to start off with the game, and then we're going to move into, yes, yeah. ladies, we are talking about the Joe Budden podcast with Kevin Samuels. <laughs> Featuring Kevin Samuels. We are getting to that. So make sure y'all stay tuned. I don't know if y'all are the type that just be like, you know what I mean? I I, I just chime in for X, Y, and Z. But right. I'm going to tune out. Yeah, I'm going to tune out y'all after might they talk stick about around. politics. Y'all might want to stick around for that. Um, So let's start with what the game says. Why she got to pay half the rent? Is that a good voice for the game? I need to put a little gravel. Nah, 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 nah. You got to get way more deep in it. Yeah, you got to get way more deep in it. Why she got to pay for rent? Why she got to pay for the rent? Yeah. She giving you half the go. pussy or something? Niggas kill me. <laughs> since, <laughs> since the beginning of time, real men have always <laughs> taken care of shelter, providing, and protection. Yo, nah. And if you ain't got it, go get it. <laughs> I, I, I imagine him growling at the end of that. If you're lucky enough to land an independent woman who works her ass off and still comes home, Cooks, cleans, takes care of the kids, and go crazy sexually with a K. Crazy sexually. This should tell you everything you need to know about game, by the way. He's still spelling yeah, definitely, crazy with definitely a K. Yeah, crazy with a K because he's blood. <laughs> Let her stack what she make in case y'all needed one day and still handle everything as a man. Everybody different. But... It just ain't in me to let my woman share the worry of paying for anything. I feel good carrying that load. And I'm not changing. The term, I got it, baby, don't worry about it, makes most women's soul smile, heart warm, and vagina get more moist than a perfect toll house cookies. I don't even know what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about there. He lost me with that part. But what do I know? And that's what the game contributed to this conversation. I'm interested in hearing what D Flow has to say first. Actually, yeah, D Flow, you you could take you could take the reins as the married man. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, all, um, when I read it on 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 the gram, a part of me I felt conflicted because a part of me wants to agree with what he's saying. And a part of me has been trapped in this dilemma that I've been going back and forth with y'all on for the past several podcast episodes. <laughs> oh, oh. About these stereotypes we've been stuck with. 
And I got to give so, you, I do have to give you your credit because you've been saying something over and over and it's going to come up a little bit later. But continue, my brother. <laughs> so I, it brings me back to what, what my mentality is. At the end of the day, I agree with him somewhat because as a man, from do more so to tradition and, and, and how society dictates certain things, you should be taking care of your household and you should be, you know, flexing some of that responsibility to take care of your household. However, I ain't going to let these rich niggas bully niggas. Don't let these rich boys bully y'all <laughs> into doing shit y'all know y'all can't do. That's that's If you could afford it, by all fucking means, sir, do what you can. However, every you know, he said it too, every situation is different. But I do feel you should have that conversation with your woman. At least see if she's willing to meet you halfway. You don't have to encourage it. But the willingness also makes the dick get harder than a stone in Central Park, my that's, nigga. That's a fact. It's a two-way fucking street. It's a two-way this way dick street. ain't free and the pussy ain't free either. However, the pussy got some leverage because we out here hunting. No, the, but what I will say, the pussy hmm? has leverage because we we have fucked up the ecosystem. The ecosystem is fucked up out here. It is because there's too much niggas with bread who don't mind tricking. You feel me? And and not what, asking what, for nothing in is, return. That's where the ecosystem is fucked up. Niggas will because they know to attract a certain type of woman, they will trick out crazy and not ask for any type of anything in return other than pussy. And that's where the that's ecosystem the is fucked up. Now you got these people out there, in this case women, who think that their value comes from their pussy and that's all they need to offer. Because there's a nigga that if they go to Starless right now will drop a stack just to we'll taste drop it. A stack. <laughs> just to taste it and that's it. Where, where my conflict comes in with what the game is saying is where I have the biggest part of the issue with. Because if we're supposed to be in a committed relationship, we're in this for the long run. And you're saying that my only value is to prove to you that I could take care of you. But your main value to me should just be Make sure you that got I the get money. some pussy? Yeah. That's a trade-off? So the trade-off is you give me pussy and I got to do all the hard work. But all you get to do is give me some pussy. Well, and this is my problem right now. Scenario, a lot of these shorties, he did mention, especially these newer generation. He did mention uh, mm. cooking and cleaning and what did he? Uh, what else did he say? He said cooking, cleaning, and uh, take care of the kids. Now, see, this is where, I mean, that's where I have an issue. But finish your point. We'll, we'll get to my issue yeah, in but a second. We'll, 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 what, what for me personally, if you, if, you're, if you are cooking, if you work, you cook, you still come home, you cook, you clean, and take care of the kids. And I guess for someone like Game, and I'm going to more specify for people in our industry who are more on the move constantly, we're, we're, not, as, we're not home as often. That is a trade-off. Yeah. Because if you're not going to be in the household as often fulfilling those responsibilities to help her out, then yeah. Right. Absolutely. That is fair. If you, <laughs> if you are bringing in bank and that's all you want to do and that's all you're doing and your, your wife or your girl is cleaning the house, is cooking for you three meals a day and taking care of the kids, 
I a hundred percent a hundred percent agree I, with I that agree standard with that. because if 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 you're gonna have her doing all of the work for the house and you just sitting at home watching TV or playing the game or whatever the fuck, then absolutely, nigga, you better be bringing home a bag and you better be Facts. taking care of everything else because other than that, what the fuck are you doing? But exactly, the reality is that is one percent of the fucking population. We we talking about fact. we talk about niggas that are making two fifty and up, like that that can have the ability, honestly and truly. Well, in certain parts of the country, you know, we know it's a little different in Wyoming or some shit like that. But for the most part, if you you're living in a a metropolitan area, you got to be making two fifty and better in order to really truly be able to give you, your wife and your kids some form of a middle-class lifestyle, and it all just come from your income. You're not really yeah, doing that on 75K. You're not doing that on 60K. You're not doing that on 50K. And that's just the reality of the situation. Like, you're not doing that. So if if someone is bringing in 60K from the home, shorty, you better go get your little 30K, 40K job so that we can... Instead of living Brownsville or no shout no no you know shots at Brownsville, but we're talking about in terms of property value. If we gonna if we gonna go to a space where the apartments and the houses and everything are gonna give us more value and bang for our buck, and we're not gonna be hearing about gunshots and this that and the third, then it makes it to me it makes way more sense for us to combine our little sixty and forty. And maybe you take care of the bills, and that means I I have more money to to get a better rent price and and a more sustainable apartment for us. But you take care of the light bill, you take care of the cable, you take care of this, that, and the third, and we both take care of the kids because that to me makes way more sense. Uh, that we both rear the kids because at some point, especially if you have a boy and a girl, there are going to be times where mommy is going to be better at taking care of this portion of rearing the kids and daddy is going to be better at taking care of this portion of rearing the kids. Like it took two of us to make them for a fucking reason. So that's my only thing. If you are making, if you in games tax bracket, all of what he's saying makes sense. I was about to say all that shit applies. Yeah. All that shit is valid. valid. If you're making a mill or two mill a year, nigga, you're on the road, you're doing this, you're doing that. Nigga, you better be fucking taking care of the household. Clean. But well, like what X said, if you if you're making sub a hundred k, you feel me? Then honestly, y'all y'all gotta work it out. If, <laughs> if we want to both live better, and you said a very valuable thing, you want a nice apartment. Sure, I, we could pay the rent, but I can't pay the rent and the bills. So if we want a nice apartment, then I'll pay the rent, you pay the bills, we figure out the rest. Clean. And that's that's the fair compromise, and and, and we got to keep it funky, real too, like. Most people in our generation and younger, nigga, we're doing some of the chores our damn selves. We're doing the laundry together. Clean. Why know, not? You, you, That's you, a bonding you the, moment. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, you do the dishes, I'm going to sweep out the house. You feel me? Like, yo, I'm going to take out the garbage. Like, you're still splitting the chores because in this modern era, we were raised to do chores our damn selves. And it makes more sense. We're no longer... A lot of this... We're going to talk about this a little bit more with the Kevin Samuels portion of, of things, but a lot of what worked for the 50s and 60s does not work now, not because niggas say so, but 
logically and idealistically, they don't necessarily work. Like you said, we've been raised to do our own chores. So I'm already going into the mindset of if I see the living room not clean, and I'm the first one to see it, then, all right, let me clean the living room. Uh, other than I'm going to sit there, watch the living room not be clean, and wait for my girl to get home from work to, to clean it. Or, or if I notice the dishes is, are not done, I'm not going to sit there and wait for my girl to come home to wash the dishes. Like, we're not raised on, on those values, nor does that make sense nowadays. Because back then, and we spoke about this before, back then it made sense because you literally, as a woman, were marrying into... A, a, a man's household based off of his ability to provide because you could not get a job and you could not uh, get a house. None of that. You didn't, you legally were not allowed to do that, which is fucked up, crazy and ridiculous in my opinion, but that's what it was. And so we are now removed from that. And the rule book, you still trying to play by that rule book. And it doesn't make sense because now it's like, well, no, you're able to get your own income, and I'm able to get my own income, which means the government is looking at us differently. The government before was not counting you in a sense. Like, that's crazy to even say, but essentially that's what was happening. Government wasn't really counting you, in it, but now we are two independent people that the government is counting in a certain type of way, and they're getting taxes off both of us. Like, hey, they're not just getting taxes off of one household as if you were to marry into into my, my house, and you were doing that at 19, 20 years old. Now we we get together maybe 22. We ain't getting married till 28, 30. So what happened? Like, And I think that that's a part that we're not talking about. But um, my only other thing was I don't, I don't like this idea of a real man. Like, I just think that that's very demeaning to men that may just not be in a certain financial state. And I get it. A lot of people, even Kevin Samuels, who is who many see as an advocate for men, even though that's not really what he does. But even Kevin Samuels is like, if you don't got it, you better go get it. And I do think that that's a man's mentality. I think we've all been raised to think that. And that's a that's another deep conversation we'll get into in a second. But I also think that it also sets up this idea, and I think Distinguished, you could talk to this, because I feel like this has been a common theme that we've spoken about before, but this idea that if you don't make a certain type of money, then you do not qualify for love. And to me, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and this is no this is no disrespect to her at all, but... Uh, this was long after the relationship was over and I was getting sent jobs that would pay me more from my ex, but they weren't necessarily jobs that I actually wanted. Those were not even jobs that probably would have accommodated me to even do the fucking podcast with y'all. I won't disclose what those type of jobs were. They were good paying jobs if I were to take that leap or take a certain test and pass and be called and be able to be accepted into the organization. But the moral of the story is those jobs were, would be paying me twice as much, but really and truly I would have no life. Um, really and truly I probably wouldn't be happy. I'd be making more money, but that would be satisfying. I guess how she would have perceived me to be in said whatever relationship, you know, um, 
young lady that I took to Vegas. You know, we was having a conversation and the revolving thing that kept ending up in the conversation was, yeah, my man need to be home at seven, eight o'clock at night to have dinner with me. And I'm just like, I couldn't even see myself in that because that's not my real life. Mm-hmm. Niggas go to work from eight. Niggas don't be going to best in time until midnight, get up at four or five to go to work for eight, just do it all over again. And nigga, I'm an artist. So whoever really, really end up with me, you just got to under schedule is going to be all type of shit, to be honest. It's gonna, I'm going to have a show this night. I'm going to be with these niggas in fucking Massachusetts doing the podcast. Then I might be fucking speaking engagement somewhere else in Dallas. And that's that's just what it's going to be until I've done enough for me or I feel like I've done enough for the brand where I could say, all right, cool, we could have a few 7 and 8 p.m. You know, not, I don't, for me, it's not realistic. If you want that, date yourself a a, a, a teacher. Date yourself somebody that, you know, work at McDonald's or some shit. Some shit that you could say, all right, they got like a shift that works for that type of mold. But the, the, the average nigga out there, in the words of Kevin Samuels, that's trying to get it, you ain't going to have that man. And I've been saying it over and over on this podcast. I just feel like I'm fucking beating a dead horse. Men are really not taken seriously by women until the nigga get money. And I don't know if this is, again, because I'm now, quote unquote, getting my entire fucking life together, my entire credit together. I I might be fucking hitting a link with fucking Robin Hood with some of these investments that I've made last year. The moral of the story is this. Even I am looking at me differently because I'm starting to see a crazy ass change. And I always told myself, I've said it on this podcast years ago. I said, X, D-Flow, if a nigga ever start acting funny because money's coming in, please check me. Please. Because it's not stopping. And for the fellas that are in a situation right now and you're listening to the podcast and you realize that we're talking about you, and you're in a relationship that you're not happy, but you are trying to get a job or, you know, you're doing stuff to make your partner happy. The relationship is over. It's over. You will never be able to bring your best self to the table, fellas, if you're not happy, but you're working a job to satisfy your partner's ego. Just to say he's doing this job. Because, you know, she's talking shit to you. Well, her homegirls at the job, right? You know they're asking, so what does your man do? And I'm going to just use me as an example. I'm the greatest example. You know, my man is a is is a lawyer. You know, my man is a, you know, he, he's a police officer. What does your man do? Oh, he's an artist. Okay, what type of art did he do? Is he, he didn't, he didn't take off yet. So right now to me, it's still a hobby. Oh, how long has he been doing it? His whole life. Oh, okay. It sounds funny, you but it's real shit. You don't feel some type of way about that. It sounds funny, but it's 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 real shit. It's there is a lot of people sacrificing what they really want to do because of how society is going to look at them if they don't have a certain type of income, they don't have a certain type of car. They don't have a certain type of living arrangement. All of these things, people, 
will look at and will use it to judge you as if that has anything to do with your moral character. And yeah, to some extent, it might say something about your go-getting. It might if, if all you do is sit home all day and you don't have your own place. You living with your aunt, you living with your grandmother, whatever the case is, your mom, your dad's, whatever the case is. And that's all you do. All you do is sit home. You're not really looking to do nothing. You're comfortable. But that's not everybody who's in that situation. Not everybody that's in that situation is comfortable. Not everybody that's in that situation is sitting there and they're like, you know what? This is it for me. Um, I'm good here or whatever the case is. And when they disclose that information, they know, especially if they're a man. When they disclose that information, yo, you know what I mean? They're like, yo, where do you live? You know what I mean? I live with my my brother. Or I live with my cousins. Or I live with my aunt. They know that they're about to lose 10 points off of whatever grading scale you grading that man on. Yeah. They, they know if, if they say, you come come pick me up, uh, can't really do that. You know, you do you mind taking a train to meet me at the spot or you know, I maybe could send you an Uber. You're going to see a lot of memes out there saying that that nigga's a broke nigga. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. And maybe he is financially broke. But does that mean that he's morally broke? Does that mean he's not a good person? Does that mean that you bro, can't build with him? Bro, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of our a lot of our uh, women audience members tuned out just now because a lot a lot of them that's listening, y'all don't give a fuck. Like I don't think y'all really. Some of y'all do a small percent. Some of y'all don't give a fuck if a nigga's broke, but a lot of y'all do. A lot of y'all be like. What kind of car he drive? How tall is he? Where does he work? What does he do for a living? Wait, how old is he? Wait, how many kids does he have? Wait, where does he live? Wait, how long has he been doing that? The, the funny thing about it is that when we <laughs> it's, talk it's amongst up. ourselves about women, none of that shit comes up. No, When no. men talk about what you, you got a girl... None of these questions come up. Yo, does the she treat you right? She, she, you, you feel, you feel good dealing with her. Yeah, all right. yeah, you good, bro? Oh, she, she, she good with you, boy. I right, but we ain't, we, we don't ask these questions. We're not. Oh, where she work? What she do for a living? Who she live right. with? What, what kind of car none she drives? Yeah, like none of like these are bonus points. Like when a nigga tell you like, no, nah, yo, bro, I met this show. yo. She da 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 da. She cool. She straight, bro. She mad chill. These are the things that men talk about with each other. Like when you when you in, when you're telling your boys about a girl, there's five things a dude say. Yo, bro, she's straight, bro. Yo, she don't even be stressing me, bro. She look good. It's and definitely she be giving good me some I know, sometimes too. I know some of she, some of the women listeners are saying that we glossing over. No, yes, she looks good. Is definitely thrown in there. That, that's definitely. part of that's part of it. Facts. The picture, yeah, yeah, the facts. picture gets pulled out. Yo, check her out, bro. Check her gram out. Oh, she a good look. She a good look, bro. She treating you right. She good. Oh, yo, like these are the we don't nothing about what we talk about is yo. She got a good job. Right. What school she What's went her to? credit score? What's her credit score? And we're not gonna know she could cook and clean until we didn't until we didn't seal the deal. So that be the crazy part, right? Like all of the superficial things is what a lot of men deal with getting judged off of. And I'm not 
I'm not here to judge right or wrong. If that's what you need, that's what you need. Some of that is attached to provide and protect, right? You may not right. feel like your man is able to provide for you if he, in your eyes, cannot provide for himself. And I feel like that's a fair assessment for you if that's what your personal preference is. If you look at a man and you say, this nigga can't even pay his own bills and shit like that. So, and I'm looking for someone who is a provider in my eyes. If he can't do that, he ain't going to be able to do nothing for but, me. I get but it. I feel like, I feel like this word provider, I mean, D-Flow, help me. This word provider has been so fucking twisted, convoluted. Diluted. Fucking, it's diluted. It's a fucking dilapidated building. Because oh, all I really, yo, when I hear the word provider, We all know honestly, what it means now. All I think about is money. That's what it means That's now. That's it. And, and I'm that, gonna be I'm gonna be real about it. this, and and we and I know some of our male listeners are gonna feel some type of way, but if you go into a relationship and your mentality is to take full control over the thing financially, there's some essence of control. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we gotta be realistic about these things. So I look at things from a point of view. When you're with a shorty, it's so if if. If it comes to that point that you are taking on the financial responsibility of taking care of things, it has to be a conversation that's agreed upon and it has to make sense. That's one. Two, I firmly believe that at the end of the day, it's what works for your situation. Absolutely. You feel me? And that's going to change. If it requires. That's not always going to be stagnant. It's not going to. That's it. It's not going to always be. If life hits niggas like it hits everybody, it's not always going to be, be that he got you the bread. Down. <laughs> she yeah. she might hold you down. You feel me? Like at the end of the day, that to me, I don't I don't like when I see things like that because I'm just like you're being unrealistic. At the end of the day, every relationship for to to make that work, there has to be some level of compromise. And if a shorty comes into a relationship solely with the purpose of me taking care of her then we can't rock because at the end of the day, the minute I can't serve that purpose for you no more, then what? The love is the gone. Minute, the, the, it's gone. You don't really, that, then you don't actually fuck with me for me. And you that's not love to me, me because you assume that I could take care of you. Yeah. That's not love to me. I mean, again, I, I had a conversation with someone the other day and they, they were talking about like gift giving as a, a love language. And I was like, yeah, mm. but love languages. Don't necessarily you're not supposed to build relationships off of love languages. Love languages are fact. just ways that you can show me a form of love that I that you know I'm going to acknowledge and appreciate. And sure, gift giving and it is a, a centralized version of pro- providing in a sense. And there's going to be people that base their love off of how much they are gift gifted, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, if I don't have the ability to gift you, maybe for a period of time. And that changes things between us. That says a lot. That says yeah. a lot to me. You know what I mean? Uh, like I can't stress it enough, y'all. Build a fucking friendship, man. Like I've been, I've said this multiple times. Build the friendship. This and and fuck the friendship. Let me not say that. Decide what the fuck the foundation of your relationship is. Know that. Because if you right. don't know what that foundation is, then both of y'all motherfuckers is lost. And, I'm oh, like, yeah, and y'all facts, just going to be dancing in this circle for all for what? You're never going to truly make progress. And the last thing I'll add to this, this, this particular piece is 
when building that foundation, make sure it's not built on superficial things. That's a hundred percent fact. Mm. Niggas, make sure you're not looking at her hips and her thighs and everything else and saying, damn, can't wait to get up in that. And I don't want nobody else getting up in that. So now she mine. And that's your foundation right. in a relationship. You, Ladies, you know what? <laughs> don't mm. look at this nigga's gold chain that you saw in the club and you saw him spend ra- 10 racks in one night and be like, damn, I want to be with a nigga like that. And that's going to be the foundation of our fact. relationship. That's the start. And ju- ju- just to give people a little bit more in, in context to it, bro, and then we can move on. When we say these foundation, X talk about the superficial things, but we it, it, it comes down to something as simple as, yo, shorty makes me laugh. I'm a corny ass nigga, but for some reason, she finds me funny. Or she genuinely cares about me. Or for the ladies, this nigga, this nigga checks in on me all the time. He cares about me. He does this, he does that. There's some certain simple things on the foundational level. Because, that makes it worth it. Because provide, and this and and this is what the things were saying earlier. Provide is not always money. Provide is. I I have an eight o'clock flight, babe, and I need somebody to take me. I know you got to work at nine. Can you pick me up at five in the morning and take me to the airport? That is providing. Can you find Facts. a means for me? To get a destination where you're making my life a little bit more easier. You're making my my ability to do things a little bit better. Providing could be, babe, I don't feel well. Can you take the dog out? Can you cook for me tonight? Like, this this provide versus nurture, they're the same fucking word. Like, we just just try to feminize the word, uh, feminize and masculine, and make one word seem masculine and one... Seem feminine. They're the same fucking word. If I'm nurturing you, I am providing something for you. If I'm providing, <laughs> I am also nurturing. If I provide water to a plant, I'm nurturing that fucking plant. There's no fucking difference. We just like to split atoms here. And the shit is stupid. <laughs> but that's my reality, last piece man. on it, bro. Um, G Herbo also had an interesting conversation when he went on uh, the Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. I'm gonna pull that up. The studio, like nowadays, this shit really like set up for 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 a person to really not like to not be in a relationship, or whether you a man, a woman, right. whatever it is. Because the way even like the way women carry themselves on the mm-hmm. internet, that shit cool. It might be fun, like mm-hmm. even if a nigga fuck you, I'm not gonna want to be with you. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely, I never really make you what I got at home. You feel absolutely. what I'm saying? It's like. So my question off of that, wow, is. Does how a woman decides to carry herself on social media or the internet affect uh, how you choose to deal with her? Uh, Is that something that you agree with? Uh, um, partially, <laughs> partially. Because y'all mean, niggas flamed me, y'all niggas flambeed me the last time we had this type of conversation. I stick by my gun. Put me on the grill and put fucking peppers between me. And fucking proceeded to charcoal my ass <laughs> when I yeah. said I ain't with none of that shit. I still stick by that, so I'm gonna let distinguish go. I respect you for it, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna let distinguish go. I mean, you you can't really. I mean, me personally, if 
if niggas really sat on the internet and just and you let the internet dictate your life, bro, and you you see certain shit and you be like, damn, like that's who really shorty is. I don't know, bro. You might you might be slightly delusional because listen, DMX was saying that shit before he died. Believe half of what you hear and half of what you see. So I think I think that the deeper conversation goes along with that's not what I want to see from my shorty. What these other shorties do is cool. You do what you works for you. Is that what I want to see with the woman I'm going to lay with every night, though? I'm, That's the difference in the in in the conversation. For me, you, yes, you know, like if I don't like to see that, and I wouldn't want my woman to do that because I'm not comfortable with other men looking and fantasizing and and whatever. I'm not even that type of person. My damn self. So why? I, it's not a comfort thing for me to be like, yeah, I want to see my wife shaking her ass on the gram. You feel me? Like that—that's not cool for me. I mean, you for me, me it's it's a whole different perspective because of like I date women that are in the industry, and I would be hypocritical to say, "Oh, I met you while you were singing." dancing, going to whatever, put, posting up half-naked pictures, doing whatever, and I wanted to talk to you then, and now that if you continue to do the same things, now I'm, I'm going to have an issue with it. So for me, it's a little bit different because I'm used to dating industry girls. I'm used to dating girls from, from this, the lifestyle where I have to have that understanding. If I don't have that understanding, I'm going to be a hypocrite and I'm going to be hurting my own damn feelings every single fucking day. Because as an artist, you in certain if you are a certain type of female rapper, there's certain things you're going to rap about. There's certain ways you're going to portray yourself. There's certain things that you may. It's not the standard or should be. I mean, it is the standard, but it shouldn't be the standard that you do like a Meg look or you do a city girls look or a sweetie look. However... I would be a huge hypocrite if I'm saying, oh, nah, you go on there and you do the bust it challenge and I'm looking at you crazy because it's like, yo, we in the same industry. I, I date models. I date, I date singers. I date, I, I've dated strippers. Like it's just, it's just for me, it's hard for me to take that stance, but I do, I'm not saying, I'm not discrediting it like for flow. Like I get it, especially because you're not dealing with somebody that's in the industry. You're not dealing. You're talking more so from a perspective of if if we met a certain type of way, and I'm used to you a certain type of way, that might have been why I was dating you in the first place. So, like, if you then switch over and start to do things that I'm not used to you doing, I may feel some type of way. And I understand that perspective. Like, I ain't. Yeah, I mean that that also goes to say I just wouldn't date a woman in the industry because I know. Deep down, personally, I wouldn't be okay with that. Like, I would, yeah, it might be cool. Um, It might be cool to be like, oh, yeah, she's cute or whatever, you know. whatever. What you find attractive is what you find attractive. But I know for me, and this is just for me personally, I wouldn't be able to date a woman in the industry, particularly because I wouldn't be comfortable knowing that that's what she does. But you know, you know what? The problem that kind of comes from the the statement that G Herbo said is it it almost seems like you're saying the girl on the gram is 
you're liable to fuck her, but the girl on the gram is not deserving of a relationship. And I have a problem with that because how would you know? The girl on the gram that does a busted challenge could be very much as loyal, wholesome, sweet, kind-hearted, and reserved as the girl who does not do the busted challenge online. You know what that's I'm saying? That's true. That's an indistinguishable. You can't you can't make a clear distinction between the two. It's not so. It's not as obvious as you would think it is because there's a lot of wholesome, quiet girls who are really out here that will doing these things. Suck you off <laughs> and keep it pushing. You know what I'm you saying? You and your man. So that that is yeah. kind of my only issue with it. Is it do, it just gives off the vibe of well, if she on the grand busting it open, she good to fuck. But you know, I ain't wife in that. And it's like, well, if she good to fuck, you got your priorities fucked up, in my opinion. I mean, the the reality is this. I had to stop doing this last year because I felt myself getting crazy caught up. And at first I was going to write a poem about it, but I'm actually just going to talk about it here. So it actually just defeats the purpose. <laughs> um, you could do both. Yeah, yeah you're right. I had to stop following mad women pages last year because I was just like, I'm really following them because I'm telling myself that maybe one day I'll be in a position to actually fuck them. And I was like, I'm going about this the wrong way. And then there was some pages I was following because I was like, I was already fucking this girl. So, you know what I mean? Like her shit some more. Fellas, I'm giving y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm telling some of the secrets. Niggas just this niggas being raw right now. I love I love raw distinguished pause. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, the the problem was <laughs> I was talking to girls, and then I was like trying to fuck girls in the side. I'm a victim of also giving giving chicks money, low key thinking that damn if I give this bitch money she might fuck. And then it's it's bad. It's not not saying she's a prostitute, but she asked me at a time where it's like, uh, she's not really asking for much in my opinion. I might give her some bread. We might have a conversation. I had a girl tell me, as y'all know, we talked about it last year. I met her the one the same night I met her, the same night she sucked off Jimmy and was like, do not contact me after this. I don't want to be one of those girls. And deep down inside, I was like, damn, she's really ashamed because she knows she's this girl, but she's probably not ideally like maybe relationship type. So if a nigga buy her a drink, I bought her a drink. If a nigga talk to her the right way, she will suck a nigga dick for some truck fit. And that's what she did, minus the truck fit. More of the story is, my thinking was just fucked up. And now when I, like, follow, gr- like, uh, girl pages, like, the number one question I ask myself is, why am I following this girl's page? Like, what, like, like, what, like, what am I trying to get out of? Following up, especially if I know if she's attractive, regardless if she has a man or not, why am I really following her page? Am I like getting some educational tool out of it? Like, is she like, like, does she have a podcast? Maybe, maybe she has a podcast. You know, is she, you know, somebody who's an artist? Is she a poet? Um, is she somebody in the community? Maybe we could do something on the community level. Because the question that was asked to me from one of my lovers was, yo, why do you think it's okay to talk to chicks and then after you don't talk to them no more, but you feel like it's okay you still talk to them on a business level if the shit failed romantically? Why are you still trying to hold on to them? And it really, really had me thinking like, yeah, why am I still trying to hold on to them? There's, there's, like, there's really nothing else there that's holding us together. Like, This is not the gorilla girl situation where the glue is stuck to my fucking hair. Like, No, it's, 
It's not that. It's it's easy to to separate the shit, but it's like, why do I still feel the need to try to keep this relationship going? Like, there's really no relation to the ship. Like, it's time to abort. So that shit right there just had me thinking. Like, I'm I'm just following pages because of like this this insatiable lust, like this burning desire to you know, in hopes one day, like yeah, I'm gonna be like that nigga distinguishing. I'll be able to fuck shorty and it's really going to be because of what the bread the 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 fame that shit is trash but I I think I mean if you keeping it a stack we keeping it a stack this episode uh, so y'all may like us a little bit but a lot of men go through that I'm not even going to hold you we've all had that period yeah niggas all had that I know period. That, that that's why I said I'm exposing it <laughs> it's real shit ladies it. this this is real shit there's a lot of dumb niggas that slide in your DM that you said two things. You said the following with this this idea that one day you'll just be this nigga that she is going to realize, oh, he's following me. And then all of a sudden, somehow that's going to give you play. Yeah. And that that idea is is incessant in a lot of men. You know, we've all had that. And then the second thing you said was this idea that, like, these women will come across to you like, yo, I don't know. It's just this idea that niggas have where fucking takes the priority. And you yeah. you get to this landing strip where you, you question yourself and you say, is is the route that I'm on is fucking really and truly the motivating factor that is going to put me in a space that is going to make me happy at the end of the day. Bro, the shit had me thinking. I was like, yo, I think I got a problem because I'm following mad pages. You know what I mean? I talk to mad different women. Some of them actually, you know, I can't, I, I can't speak too much on it on it because I'm in a situation right now. But long story short, these chicks have told me, you know, quiet is kept like, yo, like, you know when a chick tell you I'll do anything for you, then you actually see her do anything for you and that's not your main girl? Yo, that shit is scary, bro. It had me thinking like, like really, like what type of effect do I have on these people? Because it could be the girl that you don't even fuck like that. You fuck every once in a while, but it's like the chick love you like your mom love you. Like, she'll cook food for you, and you ain't got to think if she's trying to poison you. Like, that fucks with me. Like, I got to maybe, I got maybe, I got to disconnect because, yo, you love me too dangerously. Bitch, I don't want your Beyonce dangerously in love. That, that you, I'm not going to be able to reach my full potential. Because the moment I say I don't really want to fuck with you like that, and I go, you actually might try to kill that bitch that I love. You really might try to hurt her. I had a girl tell me years ago, don't ever invite me to your wedding because I will sabotage it. But it's real shit, And I believe that girl to this day. It's real shit. And I think that a lot of men, this is the lesson in what we're saying because I don't know if anybody is getting the message fucked up. We're not standing by that as a thing that should be. Hell no. But the lesson here is you have to question yourself 
sometimes with your motivations in pursuing a certain lady? Are you pursuing her because you have real interest in building? And if you're not in that space, that's fine. But then you have to just make sure that she's in that space. That if you just trying to fuck, then you got to make sure she's just trying to fuck. And nine times yeah. out of ten, a lot of niggas ain't putting that on front street. And if nah. they do, they come off fucking creepy and weird when they do it. Don't slide in those yeah. shorties DM saying, yo, you want to suck this dick. That, that's, not, that's not finding out that's if y'all on the, the way, same bro. page. You find out if y'all on the same page after y'all link up, y'all have a conversation, and it's like, so what are you looking for comes up? And if it doesn't, then you be the one to bring it up, and you be like, well, honestly, I'm looking for something casual. If that's not what you're looking for, like this was a dope date, um, I'm going to holler at you. And it may sound like a, a weirdo thing, but a lot of women respect that honesty. And if they in that space, then you might you might hit a lick. If not, then, you know what I mean? She ain't, that ain't for you. But the other thing that, that you were saying is this idea of holding on. Yeah. And trying to find ways to hold on to women, even though you know maybe that relationship has ended. And or you know, or or it wasn't even a relationship. You just right. really like that girl, you but just you like just them. know deep down inside. Like I have a theory that men know better than women who they're actually really gonna fuck over. Like I have a theory that men know instantly that's gonna be the girl that I'm never ever ever gonna violate cheat on more than women knowing because women may have to do stupid shit or not be fully. Um, you know, uh, uh, forthcoming with information and you may think they're hiding, but they're trying to protect how they really feel about you because they may really fuck with you and they're just trying to gauge how you fuck with them. I feel like more men know instantly I'm not going to violate this girl, but I think there's more men that know they are going to violate the girl that they know likes them more than they like that girl. And that's fucked up. And that's where I was at because I'm like, I know I like this girl, but I don't know if I really like this girl the way I should. I Hold on. I should like this girl. And then what if the girl likes me more and then I realize in her liking me more, I like her less. I so think that I, that's so, what. So because I don't want to be in that space, I like, I stop. I think that's I, what a lot of men do. I think a lot of men will real 100%. I agree with the premise of what you're saying. Like, I think a lot of men will definitely see a shorty, see a shorty's into him. And be like, I'm not into her like that. So, but the 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 difference is, I think a lot of men, unfortunately, still put to the forefront if their if their mission in their mind was I want to fuck or I want to see how far this goes physically, but I know I don't like this chick. They'll still press that until they get to that destination, knowing that that girl really really likes them really wants them to be in a relationship, really wants to fuck with them on another type of level, but they'll still push the, the, the issue just to get to a space where they can smash and then try and go about their way and then wonder why Shorty is hitting them up crazy or Shorty don't want nothing to do with them after like two years. Maybe they want to try and circle back around and be like, oh, maybe I am a little serious about you. And Shorty's like, get the fuck up out of here. But... This leads us directly into Kevin Samuels on the Joe Budden podcast. Damn, good lord! So let's just let's just say, ladies, I'm gonna say this to the ladies first, and men who may think uh, Kevin Samuels is a clown, listen, go listen to that podcast. 
I am not an advocate of Kevin Samuels because I my my opinions on Kevin Samuels has not changed in the sense of I still think some of the things that he says is a little misogynistic. Some of the views that he has are still a little misogynistic to me. And I still feel like some of the things that the way that he says certain things is unnecessary. But in this today's day and age, that's unfortunately what gets the clicks. So we don't want to see all shit. of us is at. Yeah, we if we don't want to see shit like this continue to pop off and be popular, then we got to stop giving it the energy that we give it. I seen a disgusting clip from Jocelyn's new show where Shorty is uh, uh, one Shorty had an abortion in her past, I guess, of two twins. And the clips that just keep getting circulated is this one girl who keeps saying, oh, you had an abortion? Mm, double homicide. Like, just wild, oh, crazy shit. shit. And it gets circulated, and everyone's laughing and putting comments. But now if niggas start going around bullying niggas who getting abortions, niggas y'all not going to like that. suicide. Yeah, y'all not going to like that. So we got to we gotta really be a little bit more mindful about what we're giving our energy to and thinking my it's funny God. and saying, oh, my God, yo, she wild for saying that. Like, that shit is, is kind of whack to me. But nonetheless. Kevin Samuels made a lot of good points on this episode, and I am not here to dispute much of it. I got my two little things at the bottom uh, of my list of of what I did not agree with, but a lot of what he said made a lot of sense. And if you disagree with what he said on the podcast, you're cherry picking to turn him into the bad guy that you think he is. So he said he started off talking mostly to men. He said three years of talking to men mm-hmm. didn't get any attention. He no. spoke to, to men directly and told men, listen, if you broke, what makes you think that you could get you a superstar type of woman? If you're not working 60 hours a week to get it out, I don't care if you work at McDonald's. I don't care if you do this. I don't care if you do that. You need to get it and make it for yourself. If you're not doing X, Y, and Z, I don't want to hear about what type of woman you're not attracting. And so he did that for three years. Nothing happened. He said the moment one of his clips made it to World Star of him telling a woman that her standards were delusional, all of a sudden, now everybody's sharing his clip. Now everybody has his uh, wants to put their attention towards what he has to say. And I feel like that says more about our the climate now in society than it says about him. I don't know how yeah. y'all feel, but that's um, what I got from that shit. Uh, honestly speaking, the majority, cause I still have about 29, 28 minutes left of that interview to listen to, but I definitely listened to it thoroughly. Cause that interview is definitely like an hour and 30. One thing I will say is that I'm glad that he, for me, he gave me a different spin of the image that has been known as the, cause now it's not just Kevin Samuels. It's this thing called the Kevin Samuels. I don't know her personally. I don't even know if she listens to the podcast. At first, I was offended by it, like the first few times she did it. And then I realized, you know what? This is actually going to actually help the brand of not only Distinguished, that has some bow ties. A young woman who's a mutual friend of a great friend of mine kept putting under some of my statuses about when I would talk about like men, uh, men and women dynamics. Um, 
you are acting like Kevin Samuels. Before Kevin Samuels, she was tagging. You're acting like Derek Jackson. So I was taking it very offensive um, at first. Um, I was actually mentally thinking I, I need to block her. Then I realized, you know what? I think a lot of what's happening is that these points that I'm making are hitting. Now, I've definitely had a few statuses that I've written on social media, on Facebook in particular, that have gone viral. Uh, I'll just put up a post, and I, X and D Flow knows that shit will get to like 130 fucking comments. I don't know if it's be I don't know if it's because it's me anymore, or if it's this nigga distinguish, or man, this nigga be acting like he's fucking pandering, or yo, this nigga low key gay. I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. What I do know is that a lot of y'all that follow me are very in your feelings. Now, what I'm about to say is about to really offend a lot of men. I told y'all we going there with this episode. I've realized that a lot of you OGs that I think are my OGs, y'all are not my OGs. Y'all niggas is weak men. I, I thought y'all was my OG. Y'all not my OGs. I had a conversation with my OG yesterday as I was getting my hair cut. And he told me some shit and I was like, you're right. Now, I'm not going to say what that is. That's a personal conversation. More of the story is this. A lot of men that claim that they're OGs, that they could school young niggas. You're mad that a young nigga like me and a young nigga like X and a young nigga like D-Flow, we getting it. We're in a happy space. We have our podcast, not just a podcast, a very successful listening audience-based podcast, something that we built from the ground up. Um, and we've had real OGs talk to us, RIP Combat Jack. You know, we've had real OGs talk to us you know, silent celeb. You know, we've had a lot of people that really spoke to us about a lot of different things. And the moral of the story is this. When you have failed relationships with women, and when you see men come on a platform like this, or you hear men like Kevin Samuels in his position talk about women or men dynamics the way he does, you feel inferior because you say shit like, why do women say, they're the table. Now, I really used to get offended by that. And then I realized something. A lot of men who get offended by that have never brought shit to the table. That's why you're offended. A lot of y'all right now are living with a woman that's taking care of you like your mama used to take care of you when you was five years old. That's the problem. You're actually mad at women that are actually getting to it in society in 2021. Now, a lot of y'all are going to say, distinguish your pandering. You know what I mean? Because a lot of niggas have called me. I'm not going to say names. Called me on my phone. Y'all don't like the way you posting them statuses. You pandering. Am I pandering? Really? Or am I saying something that's hurting your feelings? Which one is it, OG? Which one is it? Because I don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand and I don't get it anymore. I don't get it anymore. I don't. I think a lot of people, when they actually do hear Kevin Samuels, they tune him out, as he said in the podcast, lovely, because you're hearing sound bites and you hear clips. A lot of y'all tune out, distinguish, because all you hear in the podcast is, 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 is sound bites and clips. But y'all don't know who the fuck I am. Y'all don't know what I do. Jay-Z put out a record years ago called Nickels and Dimes. 
where he was being where he was being ridiculed and accused of not doing enough for his community by uh, Harry Belafonte on his um uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail album, and in a uh, 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 paraphrasing from from Jay Z, he said, "Y'all don't know what I do for these little niggas. Y'all don't know what niggas really do, bro. Some of y'all OGs." I talk to your wife more than you talk to your wife, not in a sexual way, in a just trying to see why the fuck she's mad way. Y'all don't get the time to really talk to your partners. But I do. I, I do. I do. Now, I'm not trying to fuck or fuck up your happy home. Well, it's probably going to get fucked up now after this. But the moral of the story is this, and I'm going to end. You're taking a lot of what's being spewed on social media way too personal because you, my friend, are not good in your own personal. You're not happy. I mean, to add to that, honestly, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Distinguish at his rant moment. Like, to, to add to that, a lot, a lot of y'all are trying to put y'all value in in your knowledge more than your actions. Y'all don't even follow the same things that y'all tell people to do. Damn. Because you can't. Because you're not that person, but you you attempt to tell another young person or another individual in general, oh, that ain't how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it this way. And oh, you're not even yo, doing that. I wasn't even going to interject so you can't even speak in on this it. conversation. <laughs> But you said that and it just triggered me to 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 say something. A lot of niggas be preaching what they don't practice. They don't even you don't know how to take care of a woman the way that you telling this young niggas they supposed to take care of the woman and they're looking at your actions more than your words and then that's why they're doing the stupid shit that they do. You're not treating these women with respect. You're not treating them with kindness. You're not, you you go out and you you go and ball out when you want to buy yourself something and then they see how you treat your woman and she asking you for McDonald's and you looking at her like, you don't got no McDonald's money? Yo. It's your actions. You're not following your own actions, but you, you tell, and that goes back to the game too. Fuck it, we keeping it real. That goes back to the motherfucking... Stop... Pa that's pandering. Stop fucking yeah, yeah. getting online yeah. doing this pick-me shit when every time I see the game, you either doing a game show or there's some salacious shit going on with you and a woman. Now, I'm not saying Facts. that as a personal attack towards game. But what I am saying is you're talking all this hot shit because you know it's going to get you clicks, likes, and fucking, yeah, that's right, game, da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, you're not really, I haven't seen you practice that. And I'm sure maybe no. in your private life, you have had moments where you did. But even in some, I've been in some clubhouse rooms with game. And I heard him say certain shit where I know what his mindset is. He ain't trying to settle down. You're not trying to have an independent woman come cook, clean, and take care of kids. You still that, looking for the thotty hottie models. Yeah, that. That, that that what he wrote, bro, is that was for clout, you know, and it's a lot of OGs like that. I feel like it's not until you probably build, build, really build with someone that 
if you get to a level where you feel like you don't need to do that dumb shit, you probably actually won't even be posting the way you are. For example, what happened that night with Solange, Beyonce, and Jay-Z in the elevator will forever live in our hearts. But that was also the same night that I feel like Jay-Z actually woke the fuck up and was like, shit could get real. I don't think Jay-Z actually had a wake-up call from whatever you know we think or from whatever was said he was doing until that day where Solange was like, fuck all that other shit, my nigga. Catch these hands. But but then after that, right, Jay-Z actually That's all the lived the fucking life that yeah. he was rapping about in his fucking yeah. music. Right. You don't see him. All the facts. The facts. Nowhere. He's five feet from Beyonce every motherfucking time you see Jay-Z step out the house. Facts. <laughs> he ain't nowhere near all the model, thotty, hottie, whatever going that on. That shit over. Dead. And if and if you you don't see that, and if he is rather, you don't see that. He made no, sure that that shit ain't not out there. That. Yeah. You never gonna see that. So it's like, yo, don't put up the pandering post so my woman ain't never gonna da 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 da. Yet your women, I'm I'm not trying to go to the other thing because I again I'm not trying to be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not coming at the game, but there's enough salacious shit out there. You know what I mean? That is like, yo, bro, this seems like pandering because you're not living nowhere near. The, and I, I know it gets a little tricky, right? Because the same thing can be said about Derek Jackson and and how he wasn't living the life and no one is perfect. We all going to have slip ups in our relationships. I'm damn sure ain't perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm a relationship guru that you got to take all the advice for from because I've never slipped up and I've never made a, a young woman feel upset or angry at me or fucked up on a relationship because that would not be the truth that would yeah, not of be course. real we 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 all all of us on here could say well i don't know because this is like a d flow is married but me and you could probably say i mean i know i could say it i know that there's a lot of women that will probably never end up and it's, it's sad to say honestly it, it, it kind of honestly makes me sad not like od sad but like a little sad there's probably a lot of women out there that because of the interaction that we had, you know, because it probably didn't work out or, you know, they loved me and I just didn't love them the way they lo- they're probably going to really end up hurting somebody based on what never was between us. And that's unfortunate. They're, they're, they're going to put a, another dude through the ringer and everything that I didn't have, they're going to, in their head, make sure that he has it. And if he doesn't have it, they're going to believe that he has it to make themselves feel comfortable that they actually have somebody that remotely takes them away from the, the the reality that they ever actually entertained me. But the premise of how they're dealing with it is because, damn, me and this motherfucker are not together. You know, and, and that that's that that's that's sad. You know, Big Sean said it in that song, Beware with him and Lil Wayne and Janaiko, you know what I mean? Um, you know. Now she on the phone with another nigga saying some real shit because the shit just didn't work out. And I think that's why we're always going to have and we're always going to hear people like Kevin Samuels come on platforms such as the Joe Budden podcast like he did talk about why, you know, there's like this real divide, this real love and hate relationship between the black man and the black woman. I definitely agree that he said in it, yo, some in some cases... The black woman wants the black man to be Superman. 
Now, you know damn well that nigga can never be Clark Kent. And Mandingo at the same time. And Mandingo at the same time. That nigga got to not only save the world, save the day, save you, and to say dick you down. Like, he come from a Mandingo tribe in Africa where all they wear is fucking cloth and they throw spears at animals. And that and and I was about to say, let's get to some of the things that we agreed with with Kevin Samuels, and that was that was definitely a point that I agreed with. A lot of what the media and a lot of what Kevin Samuels is saying is not coming at black women, but more so coming at the image that yeah. the media has portrayed of the black man that a lot of black women often feed into. And yes, there are black women that take care of black men that don't fit these standards, but. Go on social media any day of the week and you will see a post that is talking about how the black man needs to be a certain type of dick size, bringing home yeah. a certain type of bag. And those two things are the two stand. Not not what type of personality, what type of kindness. You'll see those, but those are very rare compared to the, yo, my man needs to have 12 inches and be able to get me a Birkin whenever I want. And if he can't do that, then he a broke nigga. Yeah. He he ain't worth he ain't worth your time, sis. If he can't take care of you and he can't fuck you right, he wasting your time, sis. Go find you a nigga that can't. And it's like, whoa, whoa there. If he if if he ain't fucking you right, I get it. I understand. Listen, we gotta work on that. Again, but, a lot of what you're about to say that we probably agree on the most is superficial shit and also shit, like you said, society has said. But carry on, my good brother. Carry on. Yeah, we agree on that. Like, you know what I mean? He's going to have to work on that. But not every nigga that you come across. And if he does have a foot long dick, just know. Not every nigga's going to have a foot long like dick, bro. I'm just letting y'all know. That's come, <laughs> that dick being shared. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Actually, well, wait. You never get Not both. Every nigga gonna we have we a just gotta keep it funky and a bag. You, you, Honestly, you might get one of the five, others. Maybe five percent of the time you get both of them. Most long dick Johnson niggas, unless the nigga went to Doctor Miami. These niggas, and it it brings us back to the same type of mentality when it comes with it. Because then, <laughs> if he got good dick, are you are women really compromising just good dick for him being a bum? Because I feel like that's the flip coin of it too, because we'll 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 take a a, a chick who ain't but got wait, shit happening wait. for some good pussy. But wait, but and that happens very often. But but, but wait, there's a difference there. But there's definitely we, a difference. But are there. we also saying, fellas, big dick equates good dick? Is that, well, is that, that also is, what we're saying on this podcast? See, no, that's not what we're saying. But that is definitely what social media will have you thinking. That shit is crazy because this so 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 that means every fat ass was literally a great fat ass to be fucking from the back. Cause some of them we back all know shots that needed that ain't to be fucking misfires. I'm sorry. We all know that ain't the case. But yeah, social media will have you think that because there is no there's too much generalization happening, period. And one of the main generalizations that tends to happen is we're not even talking about if the nigga can fuck you appropriately or properly. We're talking about if he got a big dick. Big dick, as we all know, does not necessarily mean that he's fucking you right. Just like 
you said, fat ass don't necessarily mean she know how to throw it back. So, right. So when we do these generalizations and we say that these are the or, standards. Or, or if it look good, because some fat asses got bumps on it. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> but like, but yeah, though, like not everything is, is especially in the sexual realm. It, it ain't all about that. It, it really ain't. But you know what I mean? I understand. I understand. The standard, the standard is there. It's just that it goes along with what Kevin Samuels is saying. Hypersexualized black man that also needs to have a bag. But at the same time, and this is the thing that he brought up that I thought was crazy. Y'all hate that nigga. This is yeah. the nigga that also gets demonized. And he was like, yo, yeah, yeah. the Tyler Perry movies, it's always the rich nigga that is the bad guy. It's the rich, dark-skinned nigga. Point, I was like, yo, Tyler Perry literally built his whole career off of putting the black woman in a situation where niggas wasn't shit, only for the black woman to come out on top in every movie. I say, yo, that, but I, I, the, the veil was lifted over my eyes today. But also with that, though, it's the dynamic that he brought to the to the table was it'll be the, the dark-skinned black man is the villain with mm-hmm. mad money. He got mad money and he fucks you over. He cheats. He does some crazy shit. But then the blue-collar, light-skinned dude with the green eyes is the nigga that saves you from, from your peril and situation. And it's this yes. dynamic of hatred. Because if you talk about you want the rich nigga, you hate the rich nigga. You've been kind of taught to hate that rich nigga and not really treat him with certain types of respect. But then you look at the blue collar nigga like he's trash too. But you're, you're taught to quote unquote love him. So you get this dynamic with some women. I don't know. I'm not a woman, but I would presume some women get this notion of like, yo, I'm loving on this nigga that I know makes 40k even though i want a nigga that can make 100k and that is where our contention is he loves me appropriately he dicks me down appropriately he don't make the money i want him to make though so i might leave him if the nigga that i even though i hate this nigga too but he make 100k so i'd rather get the 100k and hate the nigga than stay with the 40k nigga that i do love but he making 40k and that's crazy I said it I said it in past episodes like it's again it's like beating a dead horse it's like yo women only love women only love two things unconditionally money and their children that's it that's like that's really what it boils down to like like real shit like that's how I personally feel I feel like that's how I'm always going to feel So I have a question for y'all fellas I have a question yeah. Do you think that today's woman, because this is what he was speaking about, do you think that today's woman would choose money over companionship? 50-50. Bro, what question are you asking? Some bro? would. Hell yeah, what are you talking and about? And some wouldn't. It all depends yeah. on that, that woman's mentality when it comes to 50, how much 50, attention yeah. she wants. Companionship to me Why you say that? Over money Companionship is a flawed concept Until X has said it numerous times On this podcast We live in a capitalistic society 
we we go around saying shit like this is a big rich town. We go around saying shit like cash is king. Cash is king. Cash is your king. You 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 you. There's no way you could look at me as a equal to the cash that you know deep down inside. If you had to choose the bag, you will always choose the bag over me. In almost every situation, you're going to choose the money. If I say, babe, I really want to do this thing with you, and your job is like on the same day, I really want to do this thing with you, we're giving a bonus today. You're going to choose that fucking bag. You're always going to choose that bag over me. I mean, I don't... Because you're going to say to yourself, yo, there's money on the table. I may not get this opportunity again. I mean, me personally, that's not me. I wouldn't do that, and I, I know... You know, a couple of women who wouldn't. But what I would say is I feel like if it comes down to like what I just said, a nigga that can't spend time with you but can give you the bag versus a nigga that can spend time with you but can't give you a bag. I feel like at least on social media land, and you can't believe everything on social media, but at least on social media land. A lot of women will be I'm fine. I'm about to say that. They'll, they'll say that they're well, good. We'll say, say that it. they're fine. Yeah, sure. The reality is a totally different situation. But they'll they'll say that. They'll say that. Yeah, a lot of women would say that they would but choose the nigga that is, that is a millionaire on the side. that would give them less time as opposed to saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of saying that they'll stay with uh, the 40K nigga that can give them all the time in the world. But the reality is, it's, there's, there's the, you, it, it's an interesting plight because million dollars, there's you still no gotta way spend time. you could like, really, really. The few reality. people who've managed uh. to figure out that time loop that allows them to make the bread and still find time to do everything that they want to do, those are the fortunate ones. But for the reality, most people get into the bag. Time is of the essence, and that grind overtakes everything. And at the end of the day, you have to be super realistic with yourself. Your woman needs attention. No matter if you're giving... It doesn't matter if she's getting the bag, bro. If you're not giving her the attention, trust and believe she's going to get it somewhere else. Facts. And that's just that. Someone will. That's 100% fact. That's a fact. So... Fact. Vice versa, too. Same thing with a nigga. Yeah. 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 So before we leave this topic, um, the one point that he did say that I truly agreed with and if you're not going to listen to Kevin Samuels, there's some of y'all that probably will never listen to that man. You're not going to listen to him tell you, I'm going to tell you. If you have respect for me, cool. We are lacking partnership in today's dating arena, love affairs, and companionship. And that is why we are having these issues and these conversations over and over and over a fucking again. Because we need partnership. The reason why the 1950s shit worked was because even though the man was out making money and the shorty was home taking care of the crib, that was a partnership. The dude couldn't do both. He couldn't go make the bread, come home, and then clean up the house. So his wife said, yo, check it out. I'm going to take care of the house and the kids, make sure they're doing their schooling and all of that. You just make sure that we keep this roof over our head and you have enough money to put food on the table. That was a partnership. 
Where we are now is not a partnership. It is, I want to be spoiled, and you have to spoil me because I want to be spoiled. And the nigga saying, okay, either nigga saying, okay, I'm going to spoil you, or niggas giving you a little bit of resistance on that and being like, well, hold up. If I'm doing, if I'm giving you money, I'm dicking you down, I'm feeding you, and I'm also partnering with you to take care of the house, what exactly are you bringing to the situation? I need to know. And a lot of women, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this out there because a lot of you just need to understand that Kevin Samuel said it, and I agree with him. A lot of men are trying to tell y'all that we're asking for partnership and we're not seeing it in a lot of y'all. And that's why we're not making that commitment because we're going on dates with you. We're spending all this money on these dates and we're asking questions and we're dealing with you. And at the same time, we're realizing, hold up, I'm on this date. I'm spending all this money. I'm doing this, that, and the third. And when I bring up anything that sounds like partnership, if I say, well, babe, if it's my birthday, what are you going to do for me? And you tell me, you know, I'm going to get you, I'm going to slip into something nice and, you know, I'm going to put this pussy on you. And niggas looking at you like, huh. You did that shit for Valentine's Day. Now what? This ain't partnership. Fucking (laughs) ain't partnership. Cooking me shrimp Alfredo twice out the week ain't partnership. Like, I need to know that you are my partner. I need to know that if I'm down, you up. I need to know if I'm up, you down to hold me down. Like Just to <laughs> just to come to the defense of some women, I'm, I'm also speaking from a personal stance. I think, one, there are women that have given up on that notion because their fathers gave up on their mothers. And men have so, and men have, have fucked it up too. Um this is right, not all a so, woman thing. Some men have fucked up the ecosystem on their end. Yeah. So it's easier for women to be like like one of the things that he he said is that he was like, yo, a lot of and I've said this to an extent. A lot of women have Again, it's yo, it's fuck yo, society real like society really got a lot of women thinking that because of their education and because of their status, they are holier than thou in terms of I don't need that nigga over there. Like, I don't need a companion. I don't need that man. For that's what? the point like, that he all made. I need is my money and I've been saying shit like that, not the way he said it, but I've said it because I feel like I had a situation like that. And I feel like a lot of men are having a situation like that right now. You're dealing with women who are directly and indirectly telling you, nigga, you don't have a degree. So how can you talk to me about finances? You don't, you know, you didn't finish school. So how can you give me advice on this thing that I'm talking about? Yo, that's sad. But that's the point that he made that I think is also Sad. very valid in terms of we are society has taught men and women not to look at the same things as valuable. So when you telling you're telling a guy you have XYZ degree or you're telling a guy you 
make this amount of money. Or matter, matter of fact, you're not even telling him. You feel like that has upped you in status. A lot of men are not looking at that and saying, uh, okay, a value went up. A lot of men aren't. Those baller types definitely are not. Those baller types are sitting there like, that don't mean nothing to them because they're already balling. They're already doing, they already got that. So in, in that aspect of things, in that capacity of things, that doesn't matter to them. So that same type of guy that you're trying to attract that is a millionaire is looking at your degree and your five, your $100,000 a year and saying, okay, that's cool. That doesn't do anything for me. But right. what he was saying, which was interesting, was that, yeah, you will also have that also in this type of society in the way that we're, the way that we're, we have things structured currently that also removes you from certain men that might be in your sphere because it's like, like you said, some of these men then now feel like they're getting downplayed by the woman because either one, she's looking at them and saying, huh, you're a blue collar worker. You make 60,000 a year, but I have a master's degree. So I don't want to deal with someone who's just a blue collar worker or maybe you making a hundred K. Maybe you got your own business. But I got a master's degree. So I can get another nigga that got a master's degree or I can get me a baller nigga because I'm educated and I'm this and I'm that. And under that premise, I agreed with him. Now, again, I don't think this is always the case. I don't think that this fits every scenario. And I don't think that most or or all women operate under this guise. But I do think that there are some that do feel like I got the same things as a man. So that boosts my value either to Mm -hmm. that man or above that man. And a lot of the dudes that they're trying to attract are not paying that any type of fucking attention at all. Now, I will say the two things that I disagreed. I don't like how he said that, like, women have a place in society, quote, unquote, as if, like, women can't step outside of the traditional road. I do understand under the guise of you can't have it both ways. You can't step outside the traditional role but then want the traditional things. You got to pick one or the other. If you're outside of the traditional role, then by definition of standard, we're building something new that is not traditional. If you do want the traditional role, then you're going to have to kind of deal with what happens with traditional. Right. And like you said, part of that might be a little bit of control. And I personally, I don't like that concept. I don't like that idea. And that's what revolts me from the idea of it not being some form of, I won't call it 50-50, but some form of 60-40, uh, 70-30. And the reason why I say that is because in this society, women still do make less than men. So under, if you want to go under the, the guise of logic and what's happening, yeah, as a man, you probably are going to make more than your woman, so you should probably provide more to whatever financial situation under those circumstances. If she provides more and y'all are comfortable with that, no problems, no issue. But if you are in a situation where you're making more than your woman, then yeah, you should. It, it shouldn't be 50-50. It should probably be 60-40 or, or 70-30 or something around that. It right, just logically right. makes sense. Other than that, though, you can't. we can't do the traditional standard with a whole new setup. You out there 
building your own business, making your own money, and you get to do whatever with it, and I just got to just hold everything else down. Uh, again, unless it's like what game is talking about, I don't know about that. That's a little... And it's, again, it's not, it's not because I don't want to provide or nothing like that, but I just feel like what's associated with me taking care of everything is not what I want for my relationship. I don't want to control... It. If I if I feel like my my girl has to come to me and be like, "Yo, babe, I need a thousand dollars to go out," and I have the ability to tell her yes or no, that just does not sit well with me, personally. Like, <laughs> I want her to be able to have her own shit and do do whatever, and I want her to feel like we're building this castle together. That's just my mentality. Some women are not going to agree with that. That's cool. I don't feel like cooking and cleaning is building a mentality because I'm going to be cooking and cleaning too. That's how I look at it. I want to cook for my woman. I want her to relax, come home two days out the week. Yo, relax. I'm about to fucking spice it up in the kitchen. Listen to some fucking Marvin Gaye. Put your feet up. Like, it's, it's my time. It's my go. I don't want you coming home cooking every day. I don't. I That's agree. just me. Uh, <coughs> let's get into this Cardi B. <coughs> this Cardi B and Meg situation. So the FCC received over a thousand complaints over that performance. We said that was going to happen on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like you definitely did. You you definitely did say that shit. That's crazy. I said Middle America wasn't ready, but my question, bro, is: Is this really? Is this sexism, or is this uh, is this a uh, issue of indecency? I feel like it's, it's sexism, honestly. But in indecency, yo, look how many rap records, yo, look how many rap, look how many rap perform, look how many rap videos have showed far worse than that, and nothing has really happened to those artists. The one that Tip sticks drill. out in my mind the most is Nelly. Tip drill. <laughs> Tip drill is 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 ludicrous pussy popping. Had a girl doing the fucking dutty wine on her head and her pussy was, I think, squirting. Or they had some shit coming out of it in the pussy popping video. I don't know, bro. I think the problem is if you're a woman in today's society and if you're in the industry of making music and that's where you make the bulk of your money and you're a sexy woman and you're successful, people that are inferior to you or intimidated, those are the people that are looking like them. We really cutting these... Like, these are the checks that we cutting for these niggas. Like, these people. And they're actually making our companies richer, but goddamn, son, my, my fucking 10-year-old was not ready for but my 10-year-old loves Cardi B. And my fucking 15-year-old, she's nowhere near, not a fucking split dick wick of fucking black, but she thinks she's fucking Megan Thee Stallion. It's their kids that's, that's getting the greater effect. Not them, per se. Their kids want to be these people. And that's the shit that's fucking eating them alive. It hurts. So Coyle Ray and Benzino were beefing online for the past week, and then they finally pieced it up. Benzino apologized to her. Who who is she? I'm sorry. That's his daughter. Oh, his daughter. She's I didn't even know that she was got a popping song out right now. Um, oh, that's the song that we was talking about that she kind of sounded like. What's her name? Dej Loaf. I'm not too sure, but she got a song. 
called Party Something. Um, let me look it up real quick. Matter of fact, Benzino, 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 bro. I no hope more, you're not. No more parties. I hope you're not doing this to make yourself relevant again, bro. It's your daughter's time. No more parties. Let's play a little piece. Yeah. This is the song. Yeah, this is. They wanna eat off me. When I had my vision, you couldn't see. I'm off the better things. I'm only doing shit that's gonna make me elevate. Only one people around that's gonna Bitch, make me better. In that. Yeah, so uh, she got that song out. Yeah. Bro, would you ever be, do you ever see yourself beefing with your child on social media? Nah, that shit is trash. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, that that shit is 100% trash. Um, the, the first person that actually made me realize how trash it was was 50 Cent. When he was like, yeah, I'm mm. disowning my son, I was like, well, this nigga is wildin'. This nigga, I, 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 I couldn't do it, bro. Shit look crazy my, to me, bro. Bro, that, that's my flesh. That's, in the words of DMX, flesh of my flesh, what? Blood of my blood, what? All my niggas get down. That, that, that's, that, that's my child. Nah, that shit look I, crazy, I, bro. I, I, I couldn't do it, bro. Because, for one, I'm going to feel like a big-ass bozo. And I'm gonna feel like, damn, like I'm I'm really a bad parent. I'm I, online. Like, I I'm can't a bad look parent. back at that. I can't look back and see a tweet or see somebody else republish my Instagram post of my Instagram live of me coming at my daughter or my son. Like, we're gonna handle that internally. That's just me. Even if they go on there. And they want to say some wild shit. Cool. I'm not responding online. Like, nah, I'm not doing that either. I'm responding in person. You know, what I mean, whatever that may be. You know, I understand. Like with Kirk Franklin, he he also got caught up in something like that. Not Kirk too Franklin long ago. shit was crazy. <laughs> I, I his respect son, his, his his son violated though. His son his son yeah, his son was doing a lot. But I respect how he he handled it. I think he, you know, you can put, make a public whatever. But I'm not going to beef right back to my. To my 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 child, I'm not right. gonna go on. Yo, my son said whatever. Yo, fuck that nigga. I'm th- like that shit crazy, bro. That shit mad crazy. Another crazy situation. And we, I, I told y'all niggas this. I said it. Little Nas X is receiving weeks now. We're talking about this. This song has been out for at least a month. Um, yeah. A backlash after releasing that Satanic shoe and the music video. Um. My question to you, bro, is do you think he, he will be able to recover? I said he was going to have to sit his ass down. Yeah, you definitely did say that. And It wasn't going to just blow over no matter what little PR. Yeah. I knew that he had a connection, connected the song to LGBTQAI plus rights, and I respect it and I understand it, but that wasn't going to be enough to to stop this, this wave of backlash that I knew was coming. So will um, he recover? I don't I don't I don't know because this may have been a this this may have been a very uh big misstep <clears throat> a very uh big misstep in his career. Um this will probably be something he looks back on 
and say he he maybe I shouldn't have gone about the video the way I did. Not how he was dressed, none of that. Like what the video actually was portraying in terms of, you know, giving the fucking devil a duck. Like I, you know, what I mean, and it, you know, the the blood and the sneak. I I don't I don't know. I mean, you Playing already too know much with, a lot with, of rappers. I mean, I feel like since you know, like the uh, the 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 J Coles and the the Drakes and the Kendricks who have been talking about, you know, well, pandering around this Illuminati, you know, this secret society, seeing a video like Little Nas X only pushes the agenda that and maybe there is something else going on secretly. You're playing around with... are not trying to tell us about. I feel like you're playing with something that's just too serious for yeah, other people. Too... And, and, and only on that, and I don't... I, I, the video is actually kind of fire to me. I'm not, I'm not talking about that... And part with the the artistic value of it, I actually see it. Like I'm I'm not opposed to the artistic value of that video. There's a lot going mm-hmm. on there, but you seem like you're mocking uh, something that is very serious to other people, and because of that, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what your intention was, but if I feel like it was a misstep in terms of the actual message that you wanted to bring across. You wanted something to be brought across and what you wanted to be brought to light, super important, and I'm all for it. But I honestly really truly feel like the the shoes took it over the over the top. The shoes were unnecessary. It was an unnecessary addition. The video enough was shock value enough. Yeah. And it was like you can put a me- you you had a whole message with it though. You felt like yo y'all niggas sending me to hell, then I'm gonna be in hell and I'm gonna fucking party it up because I'm not going to heaven according to y'all no matter what I do. Get it? It's actually a kind of fire message to put out there. Like how hypocritical does this shit sound? Understood. The lap dance part, it's a lot for me personally, but I get it. I understand why you did it. The shoes. The shoes? I don't know. I don't know what what you were intending. I don't know what you thought was going to happen other than more shock value with the the blood drop and all of the extra shit. And that just sacrifice was was being made. It was too much. Too much. Took away from everything you was trying to build. So speaking of someone who's been building, Dream Dog got a new song out. We're going to play a snippet of it. Um, let, me, let me pull that up. I didn't even know she was still rapping. You might like this one, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. Pull this joint. Nope, that's the wrong joint. Pull this up right here. Um, so, yeah, this is Dream Doll. I think the song's name is Collection. But I know it's tight. Uh-huh. Skinny nigga used to hold a yes. swipe. Nigga named Leaky used to eat me like a bowl of rice. I ain't going a lot of way. He did me, turn me cold as ice. Uh-huh. Backstabbing nigga, nigga taught me how to hold a knife. Uh-huh. And his man name was Sean. I never gave him no pussy, but I did later on. Uh-huh. I never gave up this throat dope. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was cute, but he was broke though. Blood nigga salty, cause I be a runner. Uh-huh. Remind me of a nigga named Corey. He was corny. Uh-huh. A little nigga on me had to park him like Dorney. Running around acting like a blockhead. Met him up at blockheads. Gave all the bitches on my blockhead. Nigga named Ruger? He a shooter though, never had a V Always pulled up in the Uber though Left him on scene, nigga blew up my sex yeah. But I called him last week to come shoot at my ex You mean Molly? Fuck Molly if- How you feeling about it? 
paying homage to fucking Foxy Brown. You know I fucking, you know I got to give it up for that. You know, giving credit with credit and definitely fucking doing the record justice too. She did that right. Yo, she, she gave me that. some fucking Nicki on there, boy. She did. I can hear, I can, I can hear Nicki doing a remix right fucking now on that with her. Oh my God. She did that God right. damn that. Yeah, she did that right. Shout out to let's go give her a round of applause, man. God fucking damn, man. Jeez, <laughs> I man. I think she's getting better, bro. And if she, she keeps she this up, better. if she keeps this up, we could start. Well, that's the question. Do you think that she can get into the bracket of the Meg, the Cardis, and uh, the uh, Sweeties? If she's if she's still if she stays spitting like this, hell fucking yeah, bro. Because Right now, for me, the girl, the, the the girls that's running the game right now, honestly, is Meg The Stallion, which I would actually put right now at the top. Um, not in terms of talent, in terms of like like hotness, like energy, or like you know, what I mean, the shit mm. that's around them, um, energetically. Meg, sweetie, and I would say Mulatto's right there. Well, Big Lotto, Big Lotto's she 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 right there, but she she got some slappers, and I feel like. That as it gets hotter, these women gonna be coming, and then obviously there's Cardi. Cardi really be in and out with the shit for me right now, cause Cardi once she dropped that next single though, and then she starts to put out a release date for the album. C- Cardi may take the summer, cause I don't know if Megan is big enough yet to fuck with Cardi. We we see what we see what they do on on a collaborative level, but I feel like the energy that that was crazy a few summers ago. Is when Nikki and fucking Beyonce dropped Savage Remix. That shit was a monster on its own. And I don't think there has been a remix. The only record I feel like that came close enough to that was um, Meg The Stallion. And Nikki? And then Beyonce jumping on her remix. Oh, okay. Got you. Um, but I don't know. You know, I don't even know. I feel like right now Nikki's in a good space, so I'm not putting Nikki there because Nikki just gave birth to a beautiful boy. Yeah, Nikki's not I worried really about don't none fuck of this. with the nigga that she's with. That's neither here nor there. It's not my business. Hey, everybody, you know, if you happy, you happy. But I feel like she's in mommy mode, so she's not anxious or she's not eager, I should say, to drop something right this second. So I feel like, you know, two more records from Dream Doll, and now we talking, and I feel like finally DJ Self will be proud to say, you know, he helped really get that girl to where she's at, or you know, he 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 helped put her on, because I don't think he's really been happy these last few years with Dream Doll. To be honest, from from that's just from the outside looking in. I don't think I don't think he's been happy. Yeah, I mean, listen, like you said, Dream Doll keeps spitting like that. Yeah, we having a, a different conversation. I think that she's finally realizing you are new. You from New York, baby girl? You from New York? You can't do that. Talk to me nice. Uh, shake your ass music to the top from New York. You got to come with some fucking bars. That's the only way you really going to get the city behind you and really say, all right, let's put let's put her to the top. It seemed like once she started coming at Tory Lanez and she took his head off with that freestyle that she did, that diss track, it seemed like she realized that that is what is going to get the city behind her and what Dream Doll, I think, needed to understand, which I think she does now, is take care of home base first. 
you're trying to be a superstar and you you are i think everything about dream doll is a superstar i mean um, you met her and she's a gorgeous girl i met her she's gorgeous and she's a sweetheart like right she's a she's a kind soul i watched her take a hug and a picture with like fucking 200 niggas like Shit. 200 people and she stayed there in her heels and i think she changed out into her sneakers at some point and right. i mean her cousin gave me her, uh, her number and we were supposed to you know what i mean make certain things happen in terms of getting her on the show so hopefully one day that can still happen but dream doll is 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 dope right. um and i just think that that was the lesson she needed to to learn take care of home base get new york excited you don't gotta worry about nobody else you know what i mean yeah. new york the way that you're, she's versatile enough to do the, the, you know, the joint that's going to get you on the dance floor. So it's like, yo, take care of home base. Get us really invested. Keep dropping tracks that are going to get us to be like, oh, okay, you spitting. And I think that Dream Doll might be, we might talk about Dream Doll and Sweetie and Lotto in the same breath. Because I think Dream Doll has that potential, but she hasn't gotten to that name recognition yet where people are talking about her in that yeah, capacity. Nah, yeah, yeah, not yet. J-Lo and A-Rod are done, ladies and gentlemen. This has been rumored for like two weeks and now it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely confirmed. Once I saw once I saw that shit in the Daily News, I was like, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a clip. How do you feel about dating someone who, no, my fault. We'll get to that in a second. Have you ever dated an ex that broke up with you because you felt well, have you rather, have you ever broke up with an ex because you felt like they were better friends than romantic partners? No, but there's girls that I stopped talking to because I felt like all we all we had that was keeping us together was sex. So that's kind of all we did. I'm the same. I've been in, I've never broke, I've never broken up per se, like yeah. said the words, but mentally I, I checked out. Mentally, I said to myself, this person isn't the partner that I need or want, but yeah, maybe I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Maybe mm-hmm. the sex was, was good. Maybe they were giving me what I needed at that moment in time in terms of Dating for a distraction, and we're gonna talk about that in a second. But she's dating for may, a distraction, goddamn. Maybe that's what was happening. But I long ago made up my mind that this was not going to be the relationship that I wanted. And so I was either hoping that the person would want it to be just a friendship, or I was trying to return it back to a friendship more than a romantic space. And that's trash. I don't stand by that. Um, But I feel like that's more so what I've done. I've never really broken up with somebody and returned them to like a friend or been like, yo, I think we are better off as friends. And that's apparently what J-Lo told A-Rod is that she thinks that they're better friends than lovers. Now, my question off of that is, when you go into a romantic space with somebody and then you feel like you need to return that back to a friendship, 
what are the decisions that are being made that make that happen? Um, that's a good question. I I I don't know, man, because I feel like it's hard to say, all right, if we like each other, let's start off as friends and see where it goes. If you actively are with your quote unquote friend that you don't know 24-7 and you guys are doing stuff that quote unquote friends don't do, did you really start out as friends? Because you're dating them. Like I feel like if you're gonna be their friend, uh like really treat it like a friendship. Don't treat it like, all right, this is somebody that I'm just going to be their friend and I'm getting to know them. No, get to know them on a actual friend level before you start to really figure out in your head. Like before you start to plan, all right, this this going to be the first date or this is going to be, you know, the first time I meet her mom or, or her dad or this going to be the first time where I'm at a family. Now, just really be her friend. So if she hits you up and is like, yo, I'm really going through a rough time in life. I just need somebody to talk to. Listen to her. Probably don't even give no advice. Listen, if she hits you up and be like, yo, um, you know, I got this um thing that I'm being, you know, honored at at my school. I want you to attend. You know, be there. You know, come with flowers or a card. Don't go too crazy with, like, really be the friend. But I feel like it's hard to set those parameters if you didn't start off really as friends and you jump in something romantically a few weeks after and then you say after a while, yo, I don't want this no more. Are y'all really going to be friends? Like, I feel like, honestly, that's... That's probably the space that I'm in with a lot of women that no longer fuck with me. Like, there's women right now that, you know, uh, a part of me really wish we did have some type of friendship, but we don't have shit. Like, like we we don't, we have nothing. And it, it, it makes you be like, well, did we even have anything? Like, that's the shit that I be saying to myself. Like, was that shit a fluke? Because... We got photos or we got memories or we got things we did. You got me feeling like you robbed me. So then like low key, I think that's when like like the resentment kind of builds up a little bit where you start to be like, I want the time back. I don't necessarily want you back, but give me the fucking time back. Mm. G- give me the give me the memories that should have never been memories if this how you're going to treat me or if this how you're going to treat what we had. Because I could never understand you be with somebody, bro, for mad years or mad long and a nigga look at you in the street and walk by you like they never loved you, bro. Mm. Like they never said they cared for you. Like I I could honestly say there's only one person in life to this day that I still have yet to fully like come to terms with that. Damn, like I actually cut that person off. Like I seen her or I should say if I was to see her, I don't know if I would still walk by her. And I told her this years ago, actually somebody that I used to go to John Jay College with. I was like, yo, you ever see me in the street? Don't you ever fucking talk to me? Like she she hurt me because I really liked her. We was trying to do something. And, you know, she begged me back for the friendship. We actually did start off as friends. And I'm talking fucking years ago, but I'm talking like maybe 2011. Mm. That's probably one thing I have yet to let go. Mm. I haven't let it go. Like, I'm actually happy. Like, I'm I'm in a very, very, very happy space. But that's something that I actually have not let go. Yeah, sometimes it. So, I, yeah. I have one of those, too. Yeah. Where? Yeah, I don't. 
I don't really know how to answer the question. I don't know. It. I mean, just based on what you said, I have one of. There's one. Per. I mean, it might be more than one, but there's one person that comes to mind right now based off of what you said, where it's crazy because we just got back into contact not too long ago, and we had a whole conversation about all the things that maybe, like. Before maybe we maybe I slipped up or maybe she slipped up, and it was like, well, how do you feel now? And I was like, well, to be honest, it if you know if we continue to talk, I think that maybe we should, you know, start dating. And she said. We got to talk offline. <laughs> she said, okay. And I said, are we on the same page? And she said, yeah, we are on the same page. That was the last conversation that we had. Oh, shit. This this person will like things on social media, will comment, will like comments. We'll repost, but we can't have a conversation. And it's like, this is weird because part of the conversation that we that we had, it was said, if we are friends, because I was like, yo, honestly, because we were debating about like uh, the past and I'll, just to be a little bit more transparent for the, for the listeners, her thing was, yo, X, I never felt like you were 100% transparent with me about your feelings. And I was like debating that. I was like, that's not true. I'll let you know exactly how I felt about you. I just maybe never said, yo, you know what I mean, this X, Y, and Z. But it definitely was a, yo, I'm feeling you, and I would like to see what is happening between us. Yo. Come to my party. You're when you walked in the party, you clearly would have guessed the honor. Yo, I want to take you out. Yo, I did X, Y, and Z. Made sure to come all the way out my way to make sure when you said you were sick. Yo, I got you. Don't worry. I'm gonna go get you whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you need. And so it was like to me, those were me being very clear about my intentions. You telling me that. I understand maybe that was your perspective, but maybe also you did you wanted it to be unclear to you because then you didn't have to make a decision because that's what I'm feeling now is now we're in a space where I was 100% clear and you said that you were all for it and you also said that because we were friends or because or friends, her exact words were, well, you know, I was like, so... Back to what I was saying about the unclearness. I was like, well, there are times, I guess, where like a person wouldn't be 100% clear because they don't want to fuck up the friendship. Maybe they're not sure that other person is on the same page and they rather maintain the friendship than make things awkward and weird because they want to throw some romance in there and that person is not on the same page. And her response was, well, if they're really your friend, they're not going to make things awkward and weird. They're going to make sure that like everything just goes back to normal. And that's kind of where I'm like, are you being hypocritical? 
because you claimed we were on the same page. You actually was actually mad at me because she was like, you don't sound too enthusiastic about dating me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, of the ones, there's a, D, you know, there's like maybe five to six girls that will always hold a special place to me. They don't, I don't maybe necessarily hold a special place to them, but they hold a special place to me. She's one of that group. So when she said like, yo, you're not, you don't sound too enthusiastic to potentially be dating, us dating. And I was like, are you, fuck? like, stop playing with me. I was like, yo, that, that don't even, like, I'm not even entertaining that. Like, that's crazy. But then for you to just go and disappear again, which was the whole thing that happened last time was a disappearance situation. It just makes me, one, it makes me be like, clearly this was you. This wasn't me. But also, right. everything you said about, yo, we won't make the friendship awkward if things get romantic. Was that a lie? So it, it, it really is one of those things. I think for me, when, when I send somebody back, quote unquote, to the friend zone, it, it has a lot to do with, we might have sexual chemistry, chemistry, but maybe we don't have relationship chemistry. That's a whole nother scenario. Maybe we are physically attracted to one another, but what we want in terms of a partner is just not the same. And you don't learn that until you end up in that romantic space sometimes. You don't learn that someone becomes more needy or that someone just wants certain things that you maybe can't provide or maybe they want to argue all day. And what I mean by provide is there are just certain specific things that they want that you don't want. So not that you can't provide. Right. Into, I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about you can't provide because you don't want to provide that. You don't want to be the only person that they're attached to 24-7. You don't want right. to be the, the, the person that they put all their burdens on. Like, you, that's not the role that you maybe think of when you think about partnership. And um, I think those are the things for me that I'd be like, all right, we might be better off as friends than, than lovers. Um, all right, before we jump into politics and wrap up the show, I'm sure we probably got like three hours now. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, uh, I can't tell because my shit is recording on the wrong time track. But Yeah, yeah, I can't tell neither, but I, I, I know we're definitely over two. Yeah, for sure. Um, So there's a meme going about. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, let's see. Nope, that's not that one. I got this one. So this meme says, stop dating people who you don't like, who don't like you. Also, stop dating people who aren't excited to be with you or show you their affections by following silly rules. So that brought me to the question of how do you feel about dating someone who has a, a quote unquote rule? Whether it's like a 90-day rule or it's a, uh, uh, on a nigga side, oh, I don't spend X amount of money on the first date. Like, what do you, how do you feel about when someone wants to date you, but they're coming with arbitrary rules in the first place? I don't fuck in on the first date. I don't kiss. In my experience, for me, all of that shit is bullshit. Because every girl that has ever told me that, they've broken the rules for me. Me. My personal experience. 
I can't speak for nobody else. I can speak for me though. Every girl that has ever told me that I don't do, and then I, I then I realize over time, like, yo, deep down inside, you girls, some of you, will say any fucking thing to a nigga you like to protect your feelings and to protect the inner hoe that's in you. You know what you're doing to me. You've done it to niggas before in the past, even if it was one nigga. Or if you actually saying that to me, you might be deflecting how you feel about doing it to me right this second. Because you probably don't want me to know this is the first time that you're actually doing this thing. So you say something along the lines of, I don't even do shit like this, so I never did this before. You've broken the rules for a lot of niggas. And then I feel like that 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 line, that that thing that we say um, when we be like, um, don't introduce when when it was one of these. I don't know if it was Sweetie or Dream or one of them. Don't introduce don't introduce me to a vibe you can't maintain. Sometimes the vibe that you're talking about, you can't even maintain that shit. So what the fuck are you talking about, Miss? What are you really talking about here? I feel like you you talk about you talk about niggas run away from pressure. Sometimes y'all run away from pressure too. Mm. She's a runner. She's a track star. Yo, that <laughs> record was made for her. For that girl listening to this right now that knows that you do that. I feel like rules. I feel like the rules are always for me to, in my, my opinion, they're always arbitrary. They're not real. They're not, they're not like they, they turn me off. That's, that's what, that's how I feel about it. Because I feel like, for me, dating is always an experience. And if you're already putting gates, clamps, or whatever on the experience, then I'm not experiencing the real you. Like, it has nothing to do with the sexual aspect. If you have a 90-day rule, you have a 90-day rule. I'm not not dating you because you have a 90-day rule. I don't care about that. But at the same time, you are now clamping the experience. Because... And for whatever reason, it might be because a, a nigga in the past fucked you on the first date and it never called you again. Understood. So now you have a 90-day rule because you don't want that to happen. And you think that in, in, in 90 days, three months, you think that you will know someone well enough to know if they deserve this pussy or not. Got it. Understood. <laughs> but, but for me, it's like you are clamping the experience. I'll never forget this young lady. I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not. But a young lady came into New York. This was maybe two, three years ago. And this was a young lady that we had on the podcast at one point. There was obviously an attraction when she came on. And so we decided, like, the next time she came to New York, uh, to hit me up. She came to New York. She hit me up. and. Originally, I just was like, yo, this is a regular hit-up situation. I'm just going to hang out, whatever. So, first spot we went to, it was a good good little day spot, one of my favorite day spots, but it was low-key. It's one of the low-key joints. We went, we started talking, hanging out, and she obviously had other things that she could have did that day. I don't think she planned on spending her whole day with me. But after that, we went into the city. 
Then we started going to different stores. Then we found something else to do. Then we walked. Next thing we knew, we spent maybe 12 hours with each other. Oh, shit. And there was no clamps on the date. There was no clamps on what was happening. We didn't even know what the fuck was happening. We just was, I guess, going for a vibe. And to me, that was one. That is still one of my top tier dates. That is one of my favorite dates because there was no. I didn't feel like there was arbitrary energy. Like they were trying to protect this, or they were afraid to do that. That was like one of the first times where I was like, "Damn, I'm able to see this person off rip and." Offer, and we haven't seen each other. We still keep in contact, but we haven't seen each other in years. Well, not years. Let me say, well, it might be years. But that that date still sits there as like a great experience, as an amazing experience. And so I say all that to say when the energy is not clamped down, when there's no arbitrary rules going on, I just feel like that is more of a real experience. I'm getting to know you. I'm getting to see you for who you actually are. As opposed to if we starting off with, what we not going to do and what we will do and this, that, and the third. Is this really an experience or is this an interview? Are, are you putting your best foot forward to just show me something that may not actually exist uh, later down the road or not? And we spoke about it earlier, bro, but have you ever dated or do you feel you've ever dated as a distraction? Distracting you from what you really needed or wanted to do in life? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I feel like me, yeah, I've, I've I've done that. And I feel like people have also done that with me. Uh, dated me and then after a while stopped talking to me or stopped doing certain stuff and was like, all right, now I actually know what I want. But thank you so much for your time. And then I've also done the same thing. I'm also at a point, too, I wanted to say this earlier. I'm at a point, too, where I don't even explain what the fuck I'm doing anymore in terms of, like, if I know I'm really, I really don't like you, I may just stop talking to you, too. Now, I know... And- I was I was the type that never did shit like that before, but now but now I do it. Even if I say like, for example, even if I say like, "Yo, we gonna link up, we gonna date." If I'm already comfortable with somebody else I'm building with, or if I've already like made this thing like make it official or make you my, you probably not gonna ever hear from me again. I I still might like your shit on you like me reaching out though. You probably not gonna hear it. You probably not gonna get that energy again. And then I feel like. If I never said we was going to be anything, why the fuck should I explain it? That just sounds crazy, but there's nothing. And you always knew what I wanted you didn't want. So why am I actually explaining what the fuck is going on now? I shouldn't even have to explain that. You knew what it was. Sometimes that's the flex. Um, But is this a flex? Billing a woman after taking her out, right? Yeah, I went out. This is a meme that's been going around social media. Billing a woman after you take her out and then after the date, she does not respond and or, I guess, give you the same energy that she gave that led up to said date. Is that a flex or is it corny? It's corny because I had a situation like that. I had a situation with a young lady. I don't know if she's listened to the podcast or not. We're not on bad terms or anything, but she definitely did some whack shit. We, we, we went somewhere last year and... She wanted a second, like, she wanted to see me again after we did what we did. And I was basically telling her, like, nah, I'm good. Like, I was I was saying it in so many other words. But long story short, when we were out and what we did, and when we did what we did, 
excuse me, I paid for certain stuff. She paid for certain stuff. But I drove us out there. She had the nerve to ask me the very next day when I got back to New York. She sent me a text message and was like, yeah, can you give me X amount of dollars for the room? And I was like, wow. And this was right after I said, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go on, on like a second date. And then the excuse that was put online about me was, yeah, I realized deep down inside all that nigga wanted was sex. So in my mind, I was like, oh, so that's why I'm giving you the money. That actually makes sense. You're right. Yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like it's corny as well. Um, It can be a flex. It, It can. Because circumstance, I can definitely do this. I, I feel like I feel like I probably done something like this before. Actually, and me and circumstance, it, it was it's petty. It's circles. It's circumstantial. Like if I know, if I was on a date with you, and I know for a fact that I was quote unquote a distraction, or I was, I was just on the date with you, and you really had no intentions of actually getting to know me. You just wanted to get a free meal, whatever the case is. And I know that's not the majority of people that go on dates, but there definitely are some that do that. Um, right. Sending sending that person a, a what you call it, <laughs> send that person a bill could be a flex. But overall, it's corny. It's corny. Like, you didn't get the attention that you wanted back from this young woman, so you decided to send her an invoice because she didn't text you back, or maybe she's protecting your feelings. Maybe that's the best way for her to just move on. Maybe the date, that first date was just so bad, or maybe she found somebody else, and she decided, fuck it. You, you're not getting nothing but a one-time date, and that's all you get, and that's cool. And for you to be like, ah, nah, I deserve another one, so fuck it. You know, I don't like how you moving, so now I'm going to just send you this invoice. That's corny, bro. Um, Let's wrap up with some disgusting news. It's politics. I'm not even going to play the drop this week. We're just going to get through this shit. Um, Jonathan Mattingly plans on releasing a book who was one of the officers that was involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting plans on releasing a book about the shooting talking about the quote unquote truth of the Breonna Taylor shooting get the fuck nah nah niggas got my blood boiling right now hell bro yo i'm telling y'all right now if this man has a publication company that actually is backing this, that city where that young lady was uh, gunned down in, that city's burning all across America. I promise you that. I, pr- I promise. That shit hit bookshelves. I'm making a lot of fucking, I might actually be going to them cities. So this is from the, sh- yeah, the Shade you- Room. Unfortunately, wow. none of the officers that were involved in the shooting that killed Breonna Taylor were faced with any harsh consequences following her murder. Now it looks like one of the officers involved has landed a book deal and will be talking about the shooting. According to the 
blah, blah, blah. Let's see. The fight or the fight for truth inside the inside story behind the Breonna Taylor tragedy. The book is expected to release this fall and will be published by a Tennessee based publisher, Post Hill Press. Um, let's see. He was the one who sustained the gunshot wound. Um, however, it was previously reported that the ballistics report could not determine if Kenneth, who was her boyfriend, had actually shot him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all information that needs to be. So let me let me get this straight. This woman was killed, murdered, assassinated in her home. And there's no justice for her or her fam. And a nigga trying to get a come up. And a nigga trying to get a come up. Yo, this shit is disgusting, bro. Like, this shit really... Got me thinking real dark, real evil, real like. Oh, man. Yo. Well, at least we got Chris Como. <laughs> we got Chris. Yo, yo, that shit, let, what he said, my God. We're going to let him speak for himself. I really uh, do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me. Shootings. Gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you! I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed. White people's kids start getting killed. White kid, oh, big family, that house over there. Those start piling up. What is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of mania, that kind of madness, that'll be you. And you know what the answer is? Listen. I hope Chris Cuomo knows that he's in a whole nother, the space that white people had you in up until that clip this weekend, bro. Yes, the the, the roles have reversed drastically. I I hope he knows the backlash. If he didn't already get it, oh, it's coming real But I feel like he said something like this before. This isn't the first time he said something like this. I don't know why it's going viral a second time. But I feel like it's the way that he said it, bro. The way that he said this, bro. There's some sinister behind it, bro. Like, I feel like a part of him, this might be the hot take, a part of what Chris Cuomo said, he really want to see that shit play out. He Maybe. Like, he really not, not seeing, quote unquote, or wanting in his heart officers to kill white kids. But he wants to see it play out in a way that he, he gets knows. to feel. It's going to be far more catastrophic than us marching. And when I say us, I mean black people, people of color, us marching and protesting in the streets. We will actually really see America burn in a whole different way. We're going to go back to like Jim Crow. It's going to be on some shit like that times 10. We're we're in a hyper uh, uh, sensitive society. So, you know, these, you know, white boys who are going up in stores or going into FedEx shooting people quote-unquote having mental illnesses yeah you're gonna start to see a lot of cops god forbid start to kill these white kids god forbid and it ain't gonna be labeled as mental illness i promise you that and we're gonna finish off with this the Derek chauvin trial is now in deliberation 
So my fucking goodness, yo. The this shit too. The uh, prosecution rested early this week. Uh, early, well, yeah, they they rested last week rather. The defense rested. Today was closing arguments, and it's now in deliberation. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm telling you, bro, he a bitch. Well, he a bitch. I'm telling you, that town right now is in a state of emergency in terms not not literally, but people are already in the streets protesting due to a, a another shooting. And if this if this verdict comes out sideways, I don't know what's going to happen. Bro, my job, you, you know where I work. My job told me today. Get ready. For a lot of overtime. That's what I was told today, bro. I'm just hoping it comes out the way that we all know it should. But you can never count out this system and how motherfuckers are. So, fingers crossed. I just know that it's going to be hell and pandemonium if that shit comes out not guilty. Um, What's the tough knot, bro? In the words... Of a great rapper named Eminem. Why would I want to destroy something I helped build? Listen, dad would say the actions that you put out in the universe are the actions that you receive back. It's, it's really that simple. If you're putting out certain things, just expect that back. It's going to come back in some way, shape, or form. So don't be sitting there confused when you broke little Susie's heart and little Jessica does it to you. Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. We gave y'all a long one shit. We might even think about taking a week off after, after this shit that we gave y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see you another time. Peace. Um, peace.